Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh my god! Every Wednesday at 9. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. What up? How long do you think our Discord server has? Did you see the uh, update when you log into Discord? Oh, you missed it? Maybe they took it down. But Discord... uh, released a like a not an update but like a, a statement that you would you would see when you log in and uh and it was all about how they're going to crack down on hate and you better read white fragility and you better lick a black guy's boots and you better do i mean it was it's an insane statement apparently every word on discord is going to be policed for hate so, oh we're uh, fucked then yeah i i figure like all things i figure we'll cross that bridge when we get there but uh <laughs> You know, who knows? The days of the Discord server may be numbered. Anyway, uh, maybe some people will want to talk about that tonight. By the way, you got to hop in the live room. Don't forget. Oh, shit. Uh, if you haven't tuned in for a little while, a, f- a reminder, we've been trying this randomization scheme for the last few weeks, and I've uh, I've enjoyed working with that system. So we're going to keep uh, keep that rolling. <laughs> what? Give me my hair back, baby. Ah, oh, all right. This is why moms cut all their hair off. I understand now. So, um, so I will randomize the, uh, the people who put their name in the roll call, uh, 10 minutes before the show. You got a 10 minute window before we go live, put your name in the roll call. If you're new to the show, by the way, discord servers linked in the description, I'll randomize it. We'll take callers in a randomized order. Try to keep your call to a two or three minute length as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. Blonde will keep you in line. Maybe who knows? And, uh, we'll, we'll check in with uh, super chat on YouTube and Streamlabs and D live in between, uh, well, every half hour actually. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you're having trouble getting in live or you can't do it live, of course, send us an email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line, and we will respond to those in the last half hour of the show. Looks like we got a solid block of, uh, of those to respond to tonight. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, Lamentations is up first. Lamentations, you're good to go. Hold on, hold on. Actually, thanks, Discord's update. It's sending the sound. It's sending my sound to the wrong uh, to the wrong place. So not only did we get um, not only did we get uh, let's see output speakers. Let's let's try that. Can you give it a go once more? Sound. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Uh, not only did we get a virtue signaling message from Discord, but they also like to change your sound settings so that. It's not sending sounds to the yeah, right. Yeah, really. They're like, how can we fuck up everybody's show? <laughs> well, good luck fucking up this show even worse. You know, it's barely held together as is. Well, I will leave that challenge for somebody else down the line. Yeah. Uh, What's on your mind? Well, um, I thought in light of all the fun we've been having with policing, I'd talk about the uh, policing terms that come and get thrown around that I absolutely hate to hear. Okay. Uh, so the first one on my list, it's not a long list, but it's, it's a couple, is uh, de-escalation. Oh, yeah. uh, mm. Just because it's so often thrown around by people who think that there is 
some kind of magic phrase you can use to get people to calm down. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they think of it like the sovereign citizen thing. If, if you say the right stuff, magically the outcome occurs. Um, yeah. This is almost never the case. Um, you can absolutely verbally escalate a situation. Uh, you can absolutely say the wrong thing, um, or you can say the right thing to keep something from escalating. But it's very hard once something is escalated to find the right words that will get somebody to calm down. Uh, mm. yeah. I forget, are you, a, are you a police officer yourself? No. Uh, okay. Corrections, mental health background, uh, okay. probation, parole. So kind, kind of similar. Yeah. Was that, yeah. Uh, was that ever part of your training? Is that a thing or is that just a buzzword that people use? So there is verbal judo uh, in a number of different things. Actually, the term verbal judo is a trademarked uh, teaching style for one for some agency out there. But there's mm -hmm. a lot of various things. Uh, they'll call it motivational interviewing. They'll call it um, you know, uh, interview, interview stance. There's a lot of terms thrown around in various courses. Um, so there's, there's good practices to teach. There's good scenarios to run. But when they say, oh, the cops needed to de-escalate the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I keep hearing that in the Rayshard Brooks case specifically. Mm -hmm. And, it's, and, and I, I'm just baffled how anybody, I know we can sit here and split hairs about maybe the police officer should not have chosen to pull the trigger at that particular time. And maybe Rayshard right. Brooks could have been, been apprehended, apprehended later. But at the end of the day, only one person made the decision to attack the other. And that to me, that's got to be, 95% of the equation here, if not more. Well, you, you had another caller last week who was providing some really great information about tasers, which I wasn't yeah. aware of. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing in there uh, is when you're, when you're in that adrenaline situation and you're, you're going into, uh, you're going into various, you're having various bodily reactions, um, your perception just drops like a rock. You know, your, your vision narrows to something like 35% of its total mm. uh, normal estimate. Um, you will miss things audibly, visually. Uh, there have been times, they, they teach this in the jail, of when after this brawl where everyone's fighting over something, a lot of the time officers will end up having to uncuff their own hands or feet because just in confusion, other deputies will cuff them by mistake. Because I've got a hand here. You know, there have been times where people have cuffed themselves together. It's just very confusing. Mm, sure. And that adrenaline is pumping. So it's just, it's, it's unhelpful. Um, right. But I think I get the boot now since uh, I took a little bit on that one. But... Oh, very, very kind of you to voluntarily yeah. boot yeah, yourself. Yeah. Well, I got lucky, so we'll try and pass that along to everyone else. But uh, All right. Thank yeah. you for calling. Thanks, guys. Uh, hey, look who's next. It's Dell. See if he's got a mod update. Yes, sir. Hello. What's on your mind, Del? Oh, you can hear me. Is good? Uh, yes, sir. I just want to let you know that uh, this is now uh, week two of the Modadishu Autonomous Zone standoff. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. In the kitchen. Yeah. yeah I don't know the detail how she enforces the borders, but let's just say it involves the consumption of a lot of bean dip. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bad way to spread coronavirus, potentially. That's. That's what we're afraid of, actually. I, yeah. I, I did want to thank you, though. Um, I appreciate uh, your advice on my daughter Maudette's uh, new boyfriend. And uh, I can't I remember what the, I said, but let me know I what, said, what's the update. Well, 
I said, I asked, you know, should I be holding the uh, single barrel or the double barrel? When right, that's over? right. And you all said yeah, double yeah. barrel. I couldn't, I, I couldn't find the double barrel, but okay. uh, the single barrel, I'll tell you what, that worked like a charm. Let me tell you something. I was <laughs> like, yep, you know what? You take two quick pumps, I take two quick pumps. <gasps> that you ain't fair. never seen How, someone tear out. Where did you get that sounder? Pumps. How did you do that? Yeah. I, that what sounder? Really I don't know what you're talking about. Good job. You have more tech skills than I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, y'all been out yet uh, in the in the real world since the uh, since this pandemic has hit? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, dare I venture back into coronavirus news? I, I don't really want to, but I, I've, as the news keeps obsessing about this, I kind of feel like maybe another dive to look at the numbers it may be appropriate. Although I, I fear that will bore people to tears. But I, I, I'm fascinated how the metrics just switch. I'm fascinated that now cases. We're suddenly worried about cases. That's the number we're going with. Why? Because deaths are not really on any sort of rise anymore. So we just go with cases. And they never tell you positive cases relative to total tests. That's the big question. Is it a function of more testing? What's the percent positive on these tests? It, we're just getting scare tactics based on that cases. That would give it away right. if they told you that. Yeah, that yeah. Would give it away. So I haven't done the deep dive myself, but I have a lot of questions about what we're being presented numerically. Me too. Also, another new news in the in the news. This time, it's not Maud's laundry. This time, though, apparently, it wasn't a laundry line this time. So, we, uh, we should, she don't get blamed for that. <laughs> um, All right. You know, uh, while we were, but anyway, what was the reason why I was asking if you go out? Maud and I were out, uh, and uh, you know, you know how like you and your sometimes you and your romantic uh, always like to get romantic sometimes in places, and no, you go, you know, you're in the bathroom and you get a little frisky and. And you walk out and find the stores being loot, looted. <laughs> that is uh, the I new not, normal. I've not it? had that experience, but I could imagine it. Yeah, it's a real downer to me, especially when Maud's the one doing the looting. You know. <laughs> All right, last one, Dell. Oh shoot! I think I think Zig got too close to the fridge. I gotta go. I gotta hold on. I, I'll see y'all later. Y'all take care. Well, there's a cluster right there. That's a, that's a Corona cluster for sure. Thank you, Dell. See ya. Uh, Orwell's ghost is up next. Oh my god, it god is man, so there's hot a lot in of, here. There's a lot of production involved in his calls these days. Yeah. Gotta yeah. applaud that. Um, yeah, I feel bad for you. you. You need to get AC. That's what you need to do. Oh, it's, it's okay. probably a tax write-off, you know? The baby's not even wearing clothes because she's like, bitch, I'm hot. What is, how, how hot is it there? It's like 90 degrees here, but we got the AC pumping. 85. Yeah. Uh, Orwell, you there? Yeah. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Uh, nothing. I just, uh, uh, first of all, Matt, I just sent you a, I just sent you an email with a screenshot of this. This is kind of what I just wanted to start off. Some guy was, I guess, replying to um, Lindsey Graham's post about the about this looking like the French Revolution within the Democratic Party. Yeah. This guy, and this guy literally says. The French Revolution, you say, in which in which rising social and economic inequality led to a democratic overthrow of a monarchy and the establishment of a republic, that French Revolution, I think that guy might be leaving out the part where there were a bunch of people beheaded, Robespierre started the reign of terror, and they reigned in Napoleon Bonaparte, who savaged the European continent. I yeah, think really. he left a few things out. Oh yeah, and how they didn't have a plan about what they were going to do after. Or maybe that. that or maybe that's that what part he wants. Is true, though. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, these people course, might want that at this point. That that may indeed be what he wants. It's kind of like saying, you know, oh, be, are you talking about are you talking about the German Federation where von Hindenburg and the Weimar Republic brought in democracy to 
Germany. I, yeah, I think you left out a major portion of that. But yeah. um, who said uh, this? Lindsey Graham? Is that what you said? No, no. Lindsey Graham was comparing the Democratic Party or the situation with the Democratic Party to like some kind of new wave French Revolution. And uh, oh. some guy, this guy, Dan Saltstein, I think he's a verified blue check mark. So, journo, I guess, for the New York Times. But. What sure. was that name? Dan Saltstein or Saltstein. Mm. S L T Z. Proceed. So, yeah. Um, but anyhow, no, what I was, I just wanted to talk about, I think I've talked about the monuments a few times with you guys. And one thing that I, I, I realized, I was talking to my girlfriend about it this week, and I talked to my dad about it also. You guys remember the poem that we learned about by Shelley in high school, Ozymandias? No. I don't know I'm if nodding, I read that one. <laughs> if I did, right. it escaped so, me. So, so, so ultimately, there's this great line in it. My name is Ozymandias, King of Kings. Look on my works, you mighty in despair. And basically, what, what the... What the poem is talking about is how over time, even the greatest, most influential people kind of fade into the mists of history and, hmm. and the structures, the, you know, the structures that uh, uh, that kind of lionize them will kind of just dissipate. And that's what I thought about. I think and it, it might be just kind of a more nuanced approach or my appreciation for monuments and memorials and things like that. But yeah, I think a lot of the I think a lot of these people just don't understand that. Black Americans walking by a this just grand statue of Robert E. Lee is a bigger spit in the face to any action of tearing down that monument could ever do. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, that's probably and, and true. I, I, and that's, I, that is the nature of, of symbols and symbolism is there's, there's some level of interpretation to it. I, I it's kind of like that guy in the news story that we watched a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I can't, I can't imagine anyone being oppressed by a statue. That is to say, like even in the even in the Bubba Wallace case or something else, I can't imagine somebody putting up a symbol that would actually affect my life and and right. negatively impact me and prevent me from doing and accomplishing things that I otherwise would. You know? I mean, if it's I had to walk by and see a hammer and sickle every day, it would really piss me off. But that was just basically living in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, it would piss me off, but like, would, would it stop me from living my life? And and maybe it'd piss me off to like go to city council and say, come on, this is bullshit. Let's take this down. Yeah. But would yeah. it stop me from living my life and earning my livelihood? Doubtful. Well, and there's, I mean, and there's kind of an analogous example of this, which is, um, you know, I, I wonder sometimes if Irish people walk by Oliver Cromwell on, you know, his statue in London and think, my goodness, that man, you know, set my set my people back up, you know, a thousand years when he genocided the Irish continent and all the yeah. Catholics. And I just I, I think these it's it's a problem. And I don't remember there have been several, you know, personalities who've talked about this, but it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the end bomb and some other stuff. It's like you, you when you give it when you give something like that so much power, you're giving it actually way more power than it probably yeah. deserves sure. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, I agree. We gotta give you the boot. You know, yeah, that's fine. Um, Matt, I, I'm sorry I missed that link. Uh, I sent you a link about you know the fan art with my with my little recruitment Antifa recruitment video. I, I just sent you the link in that other email. So okay, um, yeah, I'll check it out. So, yeah, check it out. Hopefully, it doesn't violate the terms. But anyhow, you guys take well, it easy. You too. These days, it's uh, it's only a matter of time until Susan gets us all anyway. Yeah, right. it is. Thank you, Ben. Yep. Thank you.
By the way, I haven't even been able to talk to you about it yet, but isn't it fascinating how an entire Jesse sequel has been crammed into like the two or three days <laughs> since the last time we streamed? And Holy we had Hoax shit. Hate. Yeah. That included four different. Hoax I know. Hates. And that like his new story was breaking like at the time that we were live, more or less. So we didn't we even get should... to talk about it document on a graph the number of hoax hates like by week and then look at what happened historically in the political sphere during that time hmm. because there is a reason that that this is happening more right now hmm. clash of champions is up next clash you there let him hang out for a second okay i'm on there we go what's on your mind um i'm basically coming in rant about the last four weeks. Um, okay. Of course, everyone knows the lockdown protests, right? Where they were mm -hmm. posting, they were protesting because they were afraid for their jobs. Right. Uh, pretty much took, pretty much took them, called them terrorists, said that they were only protesting because they had, because uh, they wanted a haircut. Yeah. Because they wanted a what? You're cutting out. A haircut. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I, uh, anyways, um, and and they say that all that, you know, they say that they're terrorists and they're horrible people and natural selection is coming because of COVID. And we have a mass nationwide protest for George Floyd, and that same group of people say it's perfectly fine to do, despite the fact that if you watch plenty of videos, there's people not wearing masks. People spinning on each other. There's people coughing on each other. You know, all types of bodily th fluids are being thrown on people. Yeah. That's perfectly okay. But but what irks me is somehow one small group of people doesn't sp spreads the virus, but an entire nation somehow doesn't. Do they have yeah. like some type of special? Well, they uh, must I think that we're retarded. That if, if, if people, everybody can see this in the United States. It's like, how dumb do they think the populace is that they think that they're pulling the wool over our eyes? I saw on the morning news uh, yesterday, amid the Bubba Wallace bullshit, maybe I'll, I'll play this on Sunday too. They actually said in the news coverage of the rising coronavirus cases, uh, no evidence that the nationwide Black Lives Matter protests have any connection to the rising. <laughs> okay. Well, you also have no evidence that the Michigan guys had any connection to any sort of spread, but you're not going to go back and and correct or redact all your fears about them. And the other thing to consider is in places like New York, I don't know if they were doing it elsewhere, but in New York specifically, Bill de Blasio banned the caseworkers who were doing the contact tracing from, from tracing asking, the protests. Yeah, yeah they, they were not allowed to ask, have you attended a protest? So, of course, you're not going to find a connection if you're not allowed to ask the question. This is so and absurd. Is, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they, it, worse, it's insane. What's even worse is there is another protest that happened on Monday, and it was uh, no, no, no news reported. It was in Oklahoma. It was called the Thousand Brothers and Sisters or the... Uh, or Second Amendment, or something along the lines of that, where it was mostly black people out exercising their Second Amendment right. It was white people, but mostly black people. They're all out marching, and similar to protesters, they were basically protesting using carrying guns. Basically, mm -hmm. so the same thing except with black people, and they're marching on the streets. They're not blocking traffic like Black Lives Matter does, they're mar marching on the side of the street. 
Yeah. And again, like I'm actually for that because they're, you know, they're just exercising their second amendment, right? I'm pro gun. Yeah, but sure. again, how is that not spreading the virus? Yeah. yeah. The world may never know. The coronavirus is just, uh, it's a weapon. The coronavirus fear is a political tool. It's a political weapon. We're seeing it wielded selectively whenever it's convenient. And it's going to come in waves. It's going to be, we're going to see it sort of used where it's convenient throughout the summer and into the fall. And I guarantee you, um, let's say whatever, let's say somehow Joe Biden gets elected or whatever. Let's say Trump is uh, out of office by the election in November. Coronavirus never mentioned again, 100% guaranteed, disappears from the face of the earth. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I totally see that happen. I think it's probably going to happen either way, even if Trump loses. They're probably going to cut out the whole COVID thing. Yeah, if he won, they'd probably move on to surprise some, uh, some other thing to try to undermine him. But, um, but anyway, we got to let you go. Um, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. No problem. See ya. Uh, okay. My, uh, let's see. Corona. I forget how to pronounce this. Corona Uris. We'll go with that. Mr. Coroni. Hello? Yeah, what's on your mind? Whoa. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Well, I want to get you guys' a, guys' opinion on... Have you guys seen Sean King's tweets about tearing down, like, yeah. depictions of white Jesus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what an asshole. The lady doth protest too much, methinks. Yeah. Dude's a cracker. I, I kind of if, if anyone knows anything about um, inaccurate racial depictions, it would be... Sean King. <laughs> yes, Tree of Logic did an exhaustive breakdown of Sean King and his ethnic origin that is just, it just debunks the whole thing. Like, dude is clearly white. And then he throws his mom under the bus and is like, well, she, she fucked a random light-skinned black guy. And that's what. Like, I forgot that was the excuse. Yeah, my mom, mom was loose. My mom <laughs> was loose and banged a very pale black dude. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> They're just no, because, the jokes write themselves. We can't help ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I kind of want to see it happen because I know shit will hit the pan if it did. You mean you, uh, you're saying that uh, if there were attacks on churches, people would legitimately start defending that property? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see it. And I think that, that would probably bring an end to all, to all of this really quick. Well, if, one if way or another, you're going to, the question of, what what destruction is too much is going to be answered in short order because there's only so many statues and eventually shortly here those statues are not going to be satisfactory they're going to move on to other pieces of property so what will those other pieces of property be and will that be the line that shall not be crossed that point will be reached at some point here well yeah because it's gonna it's gonna have to because it's not like there's a, a cohesive goal that they want to reach the only goal is the destruction of of this country frankly these people want to undermine and destroy this country outright and the statues are the fashionable choice right now but i have no reason to believe they wouldn't do it to congress and the white house itself if they had the chance they if they had if they were like um you know looney tunes character with the tnt thing themselves they could push it down i'm sure they would yeah but yeah, Do you have more thoughts on, on this before we let you no, go? No, because I wanted to see it because, one, because I don't think anybody's going to be putting up, is going to be putting up with it. So I want to see if, 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 if everybody's so afraid of the, of the mob that they would allow, allow that to happen. Uh, well, I do know a lot of people are 
I'm, I'm sure there are more people who are willing to look the other way for a statue destruction than the destruction of their church. Start talking about the destruction of church, people I think are going to get more mad than they are about statues. And by the way, they're already mad about statues. We've already seen yeah. violent encounters at these statues. So I would, I would certainly, I'm with you. I would expect it to be worse if you start throwing rocks at the, uh, at the glass at the churches. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for the thoughts, man. Yeah, yeah I, I, wanted to, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. Yeah, th- thanks for calling in. Okay. Oh, and congrats, um, on your, congrats on your baby vlog. Oh, thank you. Okay. By the way, there's, there's, uh, thanks for calling in, uh, Corona. There's uh, some kind of crazy thunderstorm rolling through right now. So I just had I a little. I can't hear like, anything. You might hear some thunder. Or, it sounds like it might even be hailing. It sounds pretty ridiculous. Um, I also, my power just kind of flashed a little bit, I think. might have been lightning Uh-oh. or something else. But if I, get, if I get abruptly cut off, it might not be Susan WikiWiki. It might be a power issue. Anyway, yeah, I can hear the thunder now. Uh, Mustache Asian is up next. Mustache Asian, you there? Hi. Hi. Uh, have the Chazistanis taken you out or have you survived? So far, I've been staying away from it, but my hmm. boss lived just a few blocks from from that. Yeah, it basically. And last time I saw him, he didn't have much sleep. Probably, uh, he was really tired, probably because of all the gunfire, or whatever, <laughs> and, the, and the noise going on. Yeah, I'm not sure, yeah. How close he is, but he can walk to it probably. Hmm. So, so yeah. Um, according to regarding last guy's uh, opinion on destroying Jesus statues or something like that, I don't know. Some of it, I have sometimes. I guess I have. I feel like some of the churches are probably too cucked to even probably fight fight back. But depend really depends on where. I mean, Seattle is going to be cucked, like like nobody's business. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these progressive churches might adopt the mindset of, well, we agree with their stance, so we're sacrificing the church to the cause. But yeah, try this shit in like Kansas, Nebraska, something like that. Yeah. Good luck. Go for Not for it. long, though. Leftists are infiltrating all of these places. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I, I certainly agree that it'll depend on the church. There are some churches that probably would uh, personally help with the gasoline themselves as a gesture. And what a, church? As... I want to find that church. I mean, the only people that I can find that are like that are pre-Vatican II Catholics. Well, I'm talking about, you know, the, the real new school, probably like progressive urban center yeah. type reform places where it's, front. yeah, like put a rainbow fr- a flag out in front of the Leftism has deeply infiltrated Protestantism and New Age Catholicism yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like yeah, my I Catholic church cucked so much. hard with this Corona shit. Every yeah. Catholic church. But I, I, do you think they would? Do you think they would cave to uh, like some kind of Black Lives Matter mob? In Idaho, probably not at this point. I don't know. I don't know about my church. My my church, yeah, they are kind of cucked, but yeah. So mm. yeah, but and we are Chinese church too. Um, really? Yeah, we have a Chinese. If a Chinese church. church is cucked, like what can we possibly do in the world? Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, we have we have this like kindred program, like series with with like white church and a black church, and using oh. a book that is suspiciously leftist. And you guys are like, supposed so. to be the original racists. What's the point <laughs> yeah, of you? You're supposed yeah, to be on the it, rooftops first, it, man. Yeah, it's yeah, like, really. I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. a rooftop type, but yeah, yeah. But and anyways, I want to talk about like what's coming next with this bullshit with sure. the coronavirus. Like, because I feel like people are so cut, even still around me, like still so like confused. And, and well, I I mean, I can't. I don't want to talk bad about my parents because they are in the age range. Age range are vulnerable to this. Sure, I can understand their fear. Um, 
but uh, but then like people and my boss is even saying oh the opening up is causing like rising cases mm-hmm. and like um you see what's going on right next to you basically in that shithole basically no it's like like yeah he's he's really indoctrinated it's like and now instantly is saying that if you don't wear masks starting friday you'll get a misdemeanor <laughs> but he has he has nothing to say about Chaz though. Do you have to wear a no. mask in Chaz? Actually, I guess they are taking down Chaz, aren't they? That's what the mayor said. Trying to. It's like, oh, you guys should leave by yourself. We don't need police intervention for this. That's right. Yeah, they'll try to persuade them. Yeah. So, yeah lovingly. But I don't know, like yeah, watching um uh was it the uh, computing forever Dave's uh, interview about New World Order. It's like super black pill. I know. And all, the, all this stuff. And it's like, it's like, yeah, this is going almost exactly as they are planning. Yeah. Especially in the big cities. So I agree. I mean, yeah. I think that the key really here is uh, to, for the populace to resist. I mean, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to social distance, continue living your life, take the misdemeanor, don't pay the misdemeanor fine. Um, this is this is the time for civil disobedience. I mean, the fact that we haven't gone into Chaz and shot everybody is just a testimony to how tolerant and patient we are. That's really what we should be doing at this point. Oh, well, don't yeah. tweet that. You'll get banned. That's basically. I can't doing. tweet that. I don't have a Twitter account. I really miss it. Though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, like in previous generations would have known how to deal with these people. It's like a, a commie takeover in a major American city. Uh absolutely not we've just gotten so cut so yeah a little bit of civil disobedience i think is what the doctor ordered here yeah well i mean as they're being labeled as terrorists they could probably even send in like delta or even like special forces to take it take a place out if they wanted to but wouldn't that that be be a scene yeah i want a rooftop lawn chair for that one yeah, so it's like, mm. but then that's gonna, not going to be pretty either as a precedent, right? You're labeling fellow quote-unquote citizens are as terrorists, right? Um, so, yeah, well, the thing is, though, they are being criminal aggressors against property owners in the area, and in some cases, be violent criminal aggressors against people, against their, you know, against against people's lives who they've killed or, or otherwise behaved violently against. So I, I, that's why I don't... Uh, uh, wh- who's offensive and who's defensive in that situation? These people are behaving offensively, claiming and destroying property to which they have no right. So uh, I'm, I don't yeah. think that taking them, I don't think bringing them to justice and mo- and that just means for some of these people who are just occupiers and not really doing anything wrong, it just means moving them back to an appropriate place. It doesn't yeah. mean like throwing them in jail or, or being violent with them or anything like that. Of course, the leaders will be probably disappeared to a black site somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'm All right. Done. Well, thanks. Right. Stay safe out there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Right. All right. We are uh, due for a break. Uh, <laughs> over on Streamlabs, uh, RP GigaChad says, "Congratulations to George Floyd on one month of sobriety. Keep it up, bud." Well, that's uh, <laughs> coffee roasting bear. Uh, thanks for supporting the show over on D Live. That'll catch us up on those two spots. If you have anything on YouTube, I shall do. Do, 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 let me reload. Um, oh my God, it's so hot. I'm so sweaty. The call-in show. Okay, Fukin Google says, what's the difference between acne and a Catholic priest? Acne waits till you're 12 to come on your face. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. 
That's really bad. shot for that, but it, I, just Oof. like Soph's tweet, I need a minute to appreciate the savagery. I just need to so sit savage. down a second. Um, I was halfway through that before I uh, decided <laughs> that I should be reading it. Uh, well, that's the Wednesday show for you. As a Catholic, I'm deeply offended. Uh, Redwall 1521. In the very likely chance I won't get through the call to the call, I'd like you both and all the viewers to watch Sam Harris's episode 207, Coming Back from the Brink. No, no, I'm not watching this. Uh, Stop telling me to watch chance. Sam Harris. I should have some time tomorrow, and uh, I, I have not. Uh, I haven't listened to Sam a lot lately. But you know, if people are telling me it's a good listen, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a shot. No, no. Uh, yeah. Nomad says I should be ashamed. I'm so cheap. Congrats, Blunt. You're not cheap. Jeez, you're you're giving money to a to yeah. a show. Does, like you know, that's not the fact uh, that you're apology doing that at all. for supporting the show is is never I know, is never accepted, and the support for the show is always appreciated. Thank you. A $2 donation. Get out of here. Oh, my God. Why do you even bother? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know the the Wednesday stream in particular is a professional production of it integrity? Is, and we spend a lot of time preparing for this and yeah. showing up. Yeah, I'm just joking. Um, the Ob- minimum is 20, and that's how you get us to show our feet. That's, exactly. Uh, yeah. Which we actually did one time. And we I were did. Much poorer individuals. Yeah, you got those, those wide feet. I do. I actually have uh, pretty, uh, like, uh, my feet are not disgusting, you know? I got wide, wide, puffy feet. They're not full of calluses and fungus and disgusting nonsense. Yeah, they looked soft. Yeah, they're in pretty good shape. They're in pretty good shape. Yeah. I bet bet it's really easy for you to, like, I bet you got a good center of gravity. I, I don't know. I don't you know, still but I actually, though, so you probably do. But I actually, I hate feet, too. We've talked about this before. Like, if someone else's feet touch my pillow or my thing i just don't i hate feet I, I i don't want foot rubs i don't want to touch feet i don't want anything to do with feet but yeah. uh you know there's so much less disgusting otherwise. than hands though i feel totally different i think feet are grotesque and i don't have any problem with hands you don't wipe your butt with your feet i don't care i just it's just something something about the way they smell and look the shape of them it's just, just feet <laughs> i just don't like feet man <laughs> I, I want to get into the psychology it. of this foot thing, like why yeah. some people sexualize it and why some people are like totally revolted. It's just a and part I, of your body you walk on. I don't really understand. Well, and I don't even get the foot rub because to me it just tickles and it feels uncomfortable. It, do, it doesn't feel good when somebody rubs my feet. Oh, yeah. You get pregnant and then tell me a foot rub doesn't feel good. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe um, the biological miracles of the future will allow me to try it out. <laughs> Ovid says... Why people so fragile? They freak out over everything. Such snowflakes gasp. Is that a piece of string? Help police. <laughs> there, uh, I saw so a Babylon true. B article today that was like father shocked to receive noose for Father's Day. And it was a necktie. I thought that was, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, Simon Verico. I live in New Zealand and they've t- taken our guns. Come to our mm. door to check our thinking. Why should I stay peaceful? We have no effing constitution. I hear you. I'd be uh, real worried there. Although the Constitution is not really doing dick to protect us now. so. Well, and as we talked about on Sunday, the Supreme Court's like, mm, we're not going to take any Second Amendment cases. We'll just yeah. pass on those. Yay. So effectively, yes, yeah, states are, are basically exerting their will on the Second Amendment. And the Supreme Court's saying, yeah, go for it. We're, we have no interest in questioning what you're doing. Incompetent hands 30 feeling like we need to talk about fatherless homes from the perspective of daughters. Any other discussion mm. will be seen as racist or sexist. It may be the only way to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, that's true. I mean, 
it's it's a real problem, especially in the black community. Seventy percent of black children are growing up in fatherless homes. That is a is it that high? Holy that is cow. a shocking statistic. Twenty five percent of black men are in the criminal system in some way, have some sort of criminal charge. Like you yeah. can't tell me that there's no causal relationship between a lack of strong father figures and criminality or promiscuity, which just um, enables this whole cycle to continue as teenage yeah. girls get pregnant and then those children are growing up in fatherless homes. Like, if they're able to solve this, I bet black crime would be significantly reduced. One would think. You got to find a father figure in some sort of membership and some sort of leadership and guidance somewhere. Absent dad, no wonder it ends up being gangs or other things you probably shouldn't be joining or looking into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well... Let's For do, now, we'll just rely on the state instead. And just not talk about it, right? Let's do two yeah. more. Uh, Joe Bob says, Blonde, what's your opinion on women encapsulating eating their placentas for health ben- benefits? My girlfriend insists it's helpful, but it sounds like new age BS to me. I actually don't know any science on this. I didn't do it because it grossed me out, and that was the only reason. But mm. my podcast co-host, Robin on Motherland, did do it, and she swears by it, and I know a lot of people that did it. Well, wait, um, so what's the process he's describing here? What you do you put actually your placenta do? in little pills and then like you take the pills like, a, oh, yeah. like someone will do that processing for you or do you People do will yourself? do a lot of things with your placenta if you pay them. They will. But you're, you're not actually sitting there and like filling the capsules yourself. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> not no. that it's like any more or less weird, I guess. But I guess, I guess what I'm saying is like, if all you're doing is popping a pill, maybe you could get over that psychologically. And I say this with no concept of whether this is a good thing to do or not. I'm just wondering, to me, it seems gross too, but I wonder how those who do it, do it without it being bothersome or weird. Holy cow. Jesus. Did you hear that? That was some serious thunder, man. That actually freaked me out a little bit. That made me jump. Um, I thought as, Antifa is finally here or Susan yeah, or something. Yeah, it's finally happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as far as it being gross and not doing it for that reason, um, I don't know if that even would still apply to me because after going through the birth process, it's like everything disgusts you a little less because it's so gross. You kind of seen it all at that point. My poor husband who watched <laughs> the placenta being delivered. I was like, wow. don't look. And he was like, what? And he turned around. He was like, ah. Oh. Things have never been the same. I don't know if we're ever going to have a second baby. Yeah. Uh, Cody J says, I can't thank you enough for the Sandy safe space. Sometimes I feel like everyone around me only watches CNN and repeats the talking points verbatim. Listening to y'all makes 24 hour shifts seem less shitty. 24 hour shifts. Wow. Oh, my. Thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated. All right. Let's Uh, circle back. We will. Uh, Apparently that one made my dog jump, too. Mm. That's what the reports are. (laughs) Made the dog freak out. Poor Bash. Uh, K, let's see, Caden is up next. K, Caden Lear, I think. Might be mispronouncing that. Caden, you there? Yeah. What's on your mind? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I keep hearing all about this stuff about Black Lives Matter, and it is driving me up a wall. All right. <laughs> well, um, I guess I could boil it down to a couple of points here. Um can justice be blind if I have to judge you based on race? Uh, no. I mean, no. Uh, uh, but, well, uh, there. I think there are, I mean, these people are advocating for a lot of race-based distinctions in the justice system, yeah. Well, I mean, 
I think the term justice is blind is like a really fundamental part of like the American justice system. You know, we don't hold our kings or, you know, presidents or anybody above the law. Mm -hmm. And justice is there to enforce laws. And our laws can't be just if we have to look at race while creating the laws too. And so the big thing that's got me all up in a tizzy is, you know, can a group that has race in its name create laws or change that doesn't focus on race? Presumably not. I don't know. Maybe they would argue otherwise or maybe not. I think they would probably argue, you know, we do want uh, special privileges, certain advantages, certain corrective measures to past injustice to rectify the present, those sorts of things. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> these are just rhetorical questions and all. I, I don't think you guys you know, have any issue with this, but I've just been getting swamped on all sides by every company and person imaginable. Yeah. It just, you know, coming out and promoting all these people and whatnot. And I think comes down to a fundamental principle of we are what we give our attention to. And if we're focusing so much on race, we're just creating more racists because that's all everyone is, you know, talking about and whatnot. Nobody's talking about that, how this is making people super racist. Right. Like, this whole situation. It's like, oh, seeing a bunch of black people like looting and pillaging our cities is making me think that black people are suitable to live in our society side by side with like what, what, do, what do these people expect it's like this is insane it's totally insane like, i don't <laughs> remember any of this happened when justine yeah. diamond died and nobody cared i think and there was like shit, yeah. you know there were a few peaceful protests maybe in minneapolis and that was it for like yeah. a couple of weeks and that was it that was it and white yeah, people I mean, are like let's uh, have a candlelight vigil where everybody wears nice slacks and we're all silent and stuff and black people are like burn it down like well, Loots that Louis Vuitton. Hashtag not all, but <laughs> but I do notice a, some discrepancy potentially. Um, but to your point too, I mean, even if it's not just the rioting or the protesting, when you're pushing a narrative that's telling one demographic that they're inherently oppressed and they're inherently pushed down by society and they can't that they're they're faced with obstacles that are very difficult and or impossible to overcome, okay, that's going to make them very mad. Yeah. And then you're telling the other part, the majority race of society in this case, that like they're evil people who inherently benefit from privilege and don't understand because they have this inherent benefit. They can't possibly comprehend, uh, but they need to get down on their knees and confess to their sins. Well, that's another great way to create a lot of animosity. Nobody is actually happy when you sow that sort of, uh, sort of uh, racial tension in that way. Nobody walks away and thinks, yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're making a prosperous society. Everyone's just pissed off and everyone hates each other more. Yeah. Um, on that same line of thought and whatnot, the, the other thing that I was thinking a lot about is, you know, if I were a black person and whatnot, would I want the narrative of my, you know, race and culture to be, Oh, we fought for, you know, freedom from slavery and freedom from oppression. And then we just gave up and said, oh, 
the white people have to free us from our own oppression and whatnot. We can't do yeah. it ourselves, you know. Oh, I know. Or being like an intellectual, peaceful black person right now, I'd be so infuriated. Like if I were Candace Owens, I would be like, why are you doing this to our community? This is insanity. Yeah. Why? Well, so the, mad. Wait, the downside of freedom is personal responsibility. And we're watching this play out in real time. A lot of people reject personal responsibility. I mean, that's, that's just the, the nature of the conflict right now. I don't, I don't want freedom if it means I'm personally responsible for my life. Yeah. No, thanks. I don't want that deal. Please take care of me with government programs and everything else. Yep. Hmm. Well, thanks, Kate. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You as well. Uh, Batman. The Batman. Get a Gotham update. Batman. Yes, I'm here. All right. What's what, on your mind? Yeah, the uh, this randomized system is doing a number on me. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, you're it's, you're having more trouble getting in. You mean or what? I've been um, outside of the amount of the list that you've gotten to for the last three weeks. Ah, yeah, <laughs> we, you know, we're not, uh, we're always struggling to get through more callers, but I, I've, in my experience with the last three or so weeks, we've been able to get through like half the list. So to me, like a half shot, a 50% shot, uh, within the 10 minute window, I think is a pretty, pretty fair one. You might've just been unlucky three weeks in a row too. Oh, I I think that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, um, you know, I've rolled tails three times. Anyway, <laughs> well, tail, um, I'm big time. I always call tails, man. Never heads. Why? Well, tails. Never well, fails. here we are. Yeah. Um, earlier regarding the um, uh, whoever it was that said um, or that referenced the Ozymandias poem. That's good stuff. Uh, it's very short, so if hmm. you get the opportunity, look it up. Sure. Um. Anyway, uh, so I think I have a potential solution for the um for the uh this chaz ordeal and it's spreading across the country now yeah didn't they set one up at the atlanta wendy's too yeah there's one in dc and there's one in uh there's another one in seattle they're trying to take over the uh the space needle now oh Uh, yeah it's how long till that thing falls over then oh who knows i'm sure they've tried to attach a giant chain to it and pull it down by this point already but um I, I I have been I have been giving a lot of thought to this because um I am one of those people who have been saying for a long time that the police has been over militarized. And mm-hmm. it's on the one hand kinda nice to see people sort of catching on, except they catch on and then they run in the wrong direction with it. Right. So the answer to this is not literally treason, right? <laughs> oh, you <laughs> mean like destruction of country type stuff? Yeah. Well, not only that, basically saying you are now leaving the U.S. because we are taking this over. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, like you're some kind of conquistador or something. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I think the the solution to this is we can finally put all those goddamn security cameras that they have everywhere to good use. Mm-hmm. We can take a look at who is repeatedly going into into those areas that are blocked off and are theoretically another country now. Mm-hmm. Um, the police have. Um, demonstrated an ability to identify people extremely accurately um, based on, you know, what looks to us like shitty cam footage and uh, basically just remove their citizenship. They have decided that they no longer want to be a part of this country anymore. Anyway, we're not giving them anything that they haven't already advocated for themselves. 
what would be i guess my well i have a few worries about that one one is just the 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 limitations or the implications of that technology um of course yeah but, but then the other is there, like, there's nothing you can do about yeah, it I, su- I suppose maybe it's a given uh but the other side of this is what is the threshold how do, how do you decide how much chaz involvement is too much chaz involvement let's say like <laughs> I, I just walked through there one day to take pictures because i want to see well, what it's like the well the idea here is not actually to remove all of these people from the country that isn't mm. the ultimate goal this is to this is to make an example right so you do it slowly you see, oh, this guy's clearly guarding the border. He's He's got a gun, in spite of the fact that six months ago he was bitching about the fact that you have an AR-15. Right. Um, figure out who he is. There's another he's one. no longer an American citizen. That's what they want. Is there is there precedent for this? I, I'm I'm actually unaware of how this would play out. Like the the penalty for treason is is death usually, right? Is that uh, constitutionally I mean, I prescribed? I, I forget. Uh, but, but can 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 a U.S. citizen commit a treasonous act against the country in the way you're describing and have the citizenship actually revoked and they get booted? Some like is that a thing that has happened before? I don't believe there is a precedent for that. And again, the the purpose of this is not actually you know to exercise all of these people from the country. That was that's never the point to begin with. The the purpose is to basically stop being treasonous assholes and maybe this won't happen to you bring back and gallows <laughs> well i was yeah, really. trying not to go i was trying not to go there because i'm joking a little Susan. ambivalent <laughs> yeah. usually i'm the one that's making you go whoa yeah yeah or geez but uh yeah if if you if you do that to like you know uh, a decently small number of people i think a lot of folks will fall in line because they're not going to want to give up all of the, the the wondrous things that this country has to offer them, even if they don't realize they have it yet. Well, yeah, and if you, if you do start destroying this country even in pieces, you'll realize, oh, all those uh, conveniences and pieces of prosperity we have, those aren't actually the natural state of things. Those are actually very uncommon. If you start yeah. destroying things, they kind of go away, and you end yeah. up in chaos, and then you don't actually have a good quality of life. Yep. Where am I going to get all my vegan food now? Yeah, nobody's <laughs> making it anymore. <laughs> well thanks so, for the thoughts um, man of course um so before i go basically um the this has been of course an escalation of what we have already seen for the last 10 years in this country mm-hmm. so uh on that note if you want the boogaloo this is how you get the boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad we got some uh decent production tonight do you want yeah. the boogaloo because that's how you get the actually boogaloo. that okay, was folks. just me well, that's what i'm saying like it sounds like you practiced a little bit I like I it. I did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> By the way, uh, I, you know, I, I never enjoy ripping on Ben because I always try to defend him. But, uh, but yesterday, he totally bought into the Bubba Wallace thing. And he yeah. even called the Bubba Parade stunning. He unironically called the Bubba Parade Ugh. stunning and said, ah, this, is, this is real racism. And look, everyone came together to protest it in a stunning moment. And I was like, okay, come on, dude. How Whatever. much abuse do you have to take before you're like, <laughs> but, I'm done with you, man. But get this. Divorce. Then he comes on today and he's like, ah, breaking. The, news, the noose was fake. And ah, in private circles, I was telling everyone that this was fake, but I didn't want to say it publicly. You could even ask my producer. I was telling him it wasn't real. It's, like, it's okay to get things wrong. It really is. I do it. Everyone does. But the, this oh. bit of like, oh, I knew it was fake. I just didn't want to tell you guys. Oh, 
Uh-huh. Matt, he's hurt you so much. Why do you do this to yourself? This is... I still think he does a great breakdown in the news, and I very much appreciate it. And uh, There's a women's but... shelter that I think <laughs> I have been abused for far too long. Oh, man. That, this, one, this one was a tough one. It's, it's not even that you get it wrong. I, I'm not mad about that. It's just you're going to act like you didn't. You know, sometimes we get, we get stuff wrong. And if I become aware that we got like a thing factually wrong, I'll just say like, yeah, we, we got it wrong. We weren't, we weren't right. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to try to dupe you into believing that actually I knew I just didn't want to tell you right. because I didn't think that it was appropriate. Okay. Right. Anyway, Marina, Marina goes up next. Marina Echo, you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. How's my uh, shitty mic this week? Much better. Loud and clear. Yeah, I'm on a uh, different computer. I'm finally getting this nice computer that I have figured out. So Awesome. <laughs> What's on so, your mind? Well, I was curious. Did you see the uh, the right size broadcast news um, epic rant? Per I, did, I, I did not. not. What's this about? Well, um, high impact vlogs uh, clip this, but it's this guy that comes in and he's, uh, I know he's just kind of a boss. He's got a really big personality. And they start interviewing him, and uh, it just it gets very hilarious. But at the same time, he basically calls out like the coronavirus hoax and the deep state and uh, the rioters, and then he gets into pedophiles, and uh, and then he gets into the uh, the small hats controlling the world thing very briefly at the end. But uh, hmm. but but it's hilarious. It's worth a watch. Um, All right. And then uh, another thing was: is did you see the uh, the incident in Wisconsin? Uh, are you talking about the, the hoax hate thing where they hung images in trees or there's some other news that I was looking at out of Milwaukee as well, but was that what you're referencing? No, they, uh, they were throwing Molotovs in the, uh, Capitol building. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard about this. I think what, yeah, what are the details. And, well, the state, essentially there was a man with a megaphone and a baseball bat that was sort of harassing people and the police arrested him. And then that turned into an instant riot. And with that, um, a state senator got beat up, got his ribs broken, I believe. Gee, and, I uh, didn't hear that. By the yikes, guy with I didn't this, hear about this. Was this guy carrying a baseball bat? Is that what you said? Or that's what I heard? Or, or what weapon did he use? No, no, no. The, the guy that was arrested had a baseball bat. But okay. then the mob attacked the state senator. I see. Okay. So the arrest prompted the mob attack. Right. And then they, they yeah. basically firebombed the, the Capitol building. And knocked down a statue of an abolitionist. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Right. Sounds right. about right. And uh, right. Were, th- were these people actually arrested or is that just, you know, uh, protesting for a good cause, mostly peaceful? That I don't know because I've, I've been busy today and I just caught that because I, I turn on Tim Pool often in the background. Um, but he happened to bring it up and I looked up the story. So I haven't looked much into it since then. He is excellent background noise. That is true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, Tim Pool's, awesome. he's got a fire under him lately. A lot I of people heard. have been sending me this clip of him on his rant, so I did, I did watch it. I yeah, didn't I watch was it. Was he raging? Yeah, it's actually angry Tim using the F word, no less. Yeah, wow. and he's like, we're demonetized now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very classic Tim moment. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, one last thing, man, is um, I... Uh, I'm trying to get a podcast myself started or okay. stream stream or whatever. Um, I'm yeah. not going to shout it out, but we did do kind of like a test episode. And then the, the guy I was trying to help have me 
help me produce. I was like, dude, I'll do 50, 50. I'll do the research and, and all this stuff. And I just need you to help me produce a few things. And then he was like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're not working together then. <laughs> so, and it was crazy. Cause like, I wanted him to do a 20 second intro and he's like, I don't like intros. So that's dumb. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you yeah. know, and this is a friend of mine too. So it's, it's yeah. kind of sad, but, uh, well, uh, not that, not that you have to do when, when I'm, when I maybe, I don't, not that you have to take my advice or anything, but, um, is it someone, do you have to have someone on site or are you willing to work with someone remotely? No, um, I'm actually, he's a friend. He used to live in my area and then he yeah. moved. Um, so it is, was remotely, but it, okay. you know, he's, just too many complaints and then asking me about like, well, what should I do here? What should I do there? So on one hand, he wants me to micromanage him and I don't have time for that, you uh, know? And then on the other hand, he's like, he's like basically shooting down ideas I have. And then he, he was mad cause I wanted him on camera because I think, you know, facial features and, and reading sure. someone's facial expression expressions are, is important, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. So but, uh, I'm just saying that I know there's a lot of people who are looking to get into podcasting or start new podcasts or whatever in the audience. So I don't know if you're open to finding a person through through the show, but perhaps oh. there might be interested people listening is all I'm yeah. saying. Well, yeah, it's usually always a good uh, crew in the show. And of course, you got, you guys know I've been, uh, I don't know, I've been following you probably for three years now. Um, yeah. His big complaint was, well, you know, we, we got to make sure the production value is better and blow. And I'm like, dude, that, that takes time. I actually yeah. clipped him. I showed him like your old show. <laughs> yeah. Your, your first cast. And I'm like, look at the difference between this and then like a year later. And then like, yeah, you know, two, if two you years just later. keep waiting until production value improves, you'll just never get started. And your show, even if your production value is high, will be garbage at the beginning. Like no matter well, what you I, do. I, Right. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell them um, and showed them lots of examples. It's about doing it and it's about being consistent with it. Exactly. And yeah. then you just make the incremental improvements. And by the time you're four years in, you'll be producing a fairly mediocre podcast. <laughs> no, but and like what it, what you're describing too, just finding the right person to work with is not is not easy. Thankfully, mine just showed up one day. Uh, right. I have a good, I have a good, uh, I have good luck with people just showing up in my DMS one day. <laughs> That's basically how my life has worked. <laughs> so, but, uh, the point is like, if you, if you find the right person to work with, you have a good base to start with. Yeah. Like that chemistry between people will develop over time. As long as you guys yeah. have a similar vision and a similar direction. Yeah. Yeah. And then get the logistical stuff worked out in the beginning so that you don't have interpersonal conflicts. Skag and I have yeah. minimal interpersonal issues. Because yeah, I try. Like, so this, yeah, this is a good friend. Was my, I just showed my wife like the messaging back and forth, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is like insane." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I just, it's, but it's whatever." <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I you can't. Like, and okay, the thing dude. is, like, when you're starting fresh, you can't have that much stress either, because like, you know, it, building a podcast is a grind. It, it's yeah. not you don't you don't build it overnight. You have to do it step by step. It's very long. It's it's a marathon. Um, so you you don't want that kind of negativity and stress right off the bat. It's just not going to last. Right. You know, six months down the line, it's not going to work. And that's basically yeah. what I saw. You know, we've been doing this. Like I said, we had a test episode trying to get get it together to do another one this week. I have, you know, all, all the research and everything done. And uh, and yeah, it's like, OK, well, you know, go do your own thing then, man, because I'm um, peace out. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, good, good luck with it, man. And uh, if if I or we can offer any assistance, including I don't know networking or anything like that, yeah, let um, us know. Just let us know. 
Well, I'll send you an email with that clip I was telling you about from earlier because it's hilarious. And uh, maybe you can send me some uh, reference names or something if you know. Sure. I mean, what I would do is I, I if, if you wanted to do that route, I would I would just uh, we could probably do that through this show and we could just see if you set up an email where people can contact you, that sort of thing. OK, that, that, that'll work, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Have, see you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling in. OK, uh, we're due for one more break. She is. Oh man, um, we're getting couple, rained on here now. Couple more on D. Well, that's good. It'll cool off. Couple more on D Live. Uh, ETC says, "In private, I really love you guys. Ask nobody." Well, I'm sorry to hear that it's in private, but you got to do what you got to do these days. You never know when the mob will come for you. Thanks yeah, for really. tuning in. Jimmy C two says, uh, "A well placed ND uh, equals special election fix blue cities. A well placed N. What's ND?" Non-disclosure agreement. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the the acronym escapes me. Wait, wait. But, read uh, it one more time. A well-placed ND equals special election fix blue cities. That's a We're puzzle. Pretty dumb. It's over our heads, unfortunately. Thanks for supporting the show, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Negligent discharge is what they're saying. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe. I guess that would kind of make sense. Uh, or a nuclear device. Yeah, maybe. I, either or. Yeah. Um, uh, you good? Uh, let me check Streamlabs real quick. Dangerous Spaces says collarless cleaned up. Uh, hope it helps, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate. Yeah, that. thanks for doing that. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for the help. Uh, just another Gmail account. Hello, Matt and Blonde. I was wondering if you two have ever heard of a lawyer named Nick Recchietta and his YouTube channel called Recchietta Law. I have not. Uh, no, I have not. But uh, if it's good material, send it my way. Mad Matt 316. Matt and Blonde, keep making your great content. Give my buddy a my buddy Kevin a shout out for his birthday. 33 today. Happy birthday, oh, Kevin. Ha- happy birthday, Kevin. The big 3-3. Three, three. You're one year closer to death. How does it we're feel? Both, we're both uh, coming up on 3-3, three, three, actually. You shut your mouth. I mean, I'm coming up on 33. And, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right there at 24, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, full egg carton. Uh, Darlene Kate says, check out Tommy Robinson's video, Black Lies Matter, made mm. after a friend since age seven split his face over BLM. Um, spit Jesus. in his face. Spit oh. in his face. That's way different. Sorry, yeah. Darlene. I'm illiterate since I had my baby. Um, state senator got beaten up in Wisconsin for filming a protest. Also, state house was treated to a cocktail. Uh, I got to check out this story. I got to look into this more. This sounds insane. Maybe we could talk about it on Sunday. Yeah. Um. Cersei says both on parlor yet. I never tweeted, but parlor everyone's talking about parlor. Maybe I should check it out. I, I think a lot of this has been prompted by what uh, it seems like a lot of people are really pissed now that Twitter censored Trump again or punished or marked Trump again for saying that he'd respond to an attempted autonomous zone in DC with force. Oh, yeah. She's just saying I'll meet force with force. And Twitter said uh, that violates the rules. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I've been on Gab this whole time. I like Minds as a platform. I don't know anything about Parlor, but I'm open to trying new spots. Um, Edward Gonzalez, five dollars to say hi to both of you. Have a good night. Thanks. Oh, well, Ed. thanks for supporting the show, Matthew Rowell. You don't need to hypothesize. Their crime rates rates were much lower, slightly higher than whites through the '50s before the welfare state was a thing. Mm. That is true. I'd be yeah. Maybe I should look at the specific data on that. I, I, I I'm sure you could you could probably figure out exactly how much like what percent of crime rate is is plausibly attributable 
to a lot of the welfare state stuff that we've built. Yeah. Um, Iother, Mordred, Shirk Media. Gun control has roots of, in racism. Uh, maybe, yeah. I've seen, I've seen videos on this, and, and I, admittedly, I kind of dismiss that stuff because I have a natural reaction to any claim of racism where I'm like, mm, probably not. But there is, truth, there is truth to the idea that some historical pieces of gun control legislation were crafted with racial intent. I, I've seen demonstration of that to be for for that to to be um or for that to be granted as true i suppose um i actually watched uh you know that guy like adam ruins everything i freaking hate that guy uh with the, yes. with the big hair and he's yeah. really annoying and yeah he the guy who was on joe rogan and was was saying how like women aren't attracted to dominant men or something mm-hmm. some such nonsense he said a lot of nonsensical things anyway he had a whole video on the adam ruins everything series talking about how gun control is racist i remember commenting at the time like all right, listen, if this is what we have to agree to to scale back some of these gun laws, fine. Whatever. We'll, we'll go with we'll fine. Gun control yeah, is racist. Yeah. Now let's scale it back. Um okay. Uh let's circle back. Chicken Fried Monkey uh over on uh Streamlabs says great video today, Matt. Well, thank you. Uh congratulations, Blonde. So what do you guys think will be the catalyst for victimhood to fall out of fashion or is it now ingrained in American culture? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, we do have um, a victim. Being a victim is is like the one ring to rule them all right now. Everyone craves it. Everyone craves being oppressed because it absolves you of any personal responsibility. And also, as far as I can tell, it's basically a ticket to commit any crime or exert power over other people in any way you see right. you see fit. I was having a conversation with um, with a friend this morning talking about how the people who justify the statue topplings and other forms of uh, property crime are saying, well, I, I just don't think that it's up to us white people to decide how black people should be able to protest. Well, it's not up to us white people. It's about the morality of violating other people's rights. Right. But isn't that interesting that if you have this coveted victim card, this coveted victim ring, suddenly it is a pass to violate other people's rights as much as you want. Just exert all power over them and do whatever the hell you want. Because after all, we shouldn't be telling them how to protest. They've been oppressed. Yeah. Fancy that. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like you want to be oppressed, given the, the special privileges it comes with. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. What will it take to, uh, for victimhood not to be cool? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm shocked that like anybody l- looks looks at the Bubba thing and thinks that he's cool or admirable. But I watched his interview this morning on the news and he's still doubling down. And then the news anchors are saying, Oh, we're with you, Bubba. We're with you. Why? Why? Why would we be with this guy? This is not only is it factually false, but it's just lame. Like this is just lame as hell. You're a well-to-do guy. Who's a very talented driver. You know, you're young, you got everything going for you and you're still pretending like you're the victim of the, why is that cool? That's not cool. It's super lame. Yeah, totally. Anyway, uh, and I, I owe her a, a Bernie sounder. Thanks for supporting the show. I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, anyway, we all set to uh, get back into calls? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, keep me on the clock here if you can. We'll okay. go till the bottom of the hour. Uh, Tails is up next. Tails, you're good to go. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Hi. Doing well. What's on your mind? Um, what's on my mind? Uh, so, well, real quick, I heard that y'all were talking about maybe doing like a list of hoax hates and seeing how it 
kind of changes over time. Just, this isn't the thing I was calling in about, but just wanted to see if you think if y'all did do something like that, y'all would cover like right wing hoaxes as well, or would y'all mostly stick to like the left? I mean, I'm open. I'm open to any and all hoaxes. I've seen a few uh, right wing hate crimes or th- or similar themes before. I-, I have no, I have no statistical analysis of how common they are. Yeah, I yeah, feel like me I, neither. I don't, I don't see them that much, but I, I've seen a few examples here and there. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, the only one I had heard of up until today was the one that Sam Cedar mentioned uh, when Joe Rogan brought it up like a year ago or so. And I didn't I just assumed that right wing hoaxes were like rare. But I also have been hearing like a lot of left wing people on Twitter talking about hoax hates, which I guess is like, you know, fake black hoaxes or whatever those Hmm. are really rare so i don't know if i'm just like in my own little bubble over here wait what do you mean like fake what what sort of hoax is that when you say fake black what does that uh, mean yeah i couldn't think of the way to say it but like they make it sound like oh uh people on twitter are talking about this is another jesse smollett which the bubble wallace thing did turn out to be but they were like but the people that were talking about it basically made it seem like jesse smollett set the whole movement back because this is the only hoax ever like Oh, I see. The way they were, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and that tells me clearly they're in their own bubble because y'all do a, a really good job of covering hoaxes like this all the time. Well, so, I got to give a hat tip to the audience. I don't even have to do the work on hoax hate. People just send me like five a week, you know, and yeah. I can't even, often I can't even get to all of them that people send me. You know, I, I see them and I'm like, well, it's just another spray painted swastika. So I'll probably skip this one. I need a little, a little something creative. I mean, yeah, it's, some, it's unreal how frequent these things are. I know. Yeah. And see, so maybe that's it. Like just the nature of your audience being a little more right leaning, you just end up getting exposed to a certain it, type. It could be. I mean, I'm open to the fact that there are more right wing oriented ones that we just don't see. Because admittedly, like I say, it's people sending the, the articles to me. That's how I find them. I'm not sitting down yeah. and searching for hoax hate crimes for several hours a week right. or something like that. So yeah. there, I'm sure there is like a, a ideological or political bias for the people sending them to me. That said, though, I feel like I consume enough news that if there was a lot of right-wing hoaxes, I'd, I'd pick up on We'd them probably or know see that, them. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't exist. I, I just I, I need to see more of them yeah. to believe that it's as common. Yeah, and I, I still don't know either. I just know I was watching one of the Hills videos from either today or yesterday, and it yeah. was under the Bubba Wallace topic, but they covered also like all the a couple of the police. Well, I guess they're hoaxes now where like people were like, I guess officers thought they were being like targeted for like Mm. assassination or poisoning and stuff. And apparently a bunch of those did not pan out either. It was like Bubba Wallace where they were just too much in their bubble and just seeing things that weren't there or some maybe one was malicious, but it seemed like something of that nature. Um, But I probably used up all my time. But the real reason I called was just we all were talking about how you shouldn't let like the N word define you if you're like a black person or something. And yeah. I get that from like a libertarian NAP theory sense because I'm very amenable to that. But I was thinking about this because I had asked people like a year or two ago about this, like in real life. And people don't seem to be as agreeing, uh, agree. They don't seem it's like a real thing and what i mean maybe there's like a moral and legal way to look at it but if like someone talks about your mom or your brother or something a a surprising to me number of people felt like it was justified but it wasn't clear if it was morally or legally to swing on that person 
So I mean, I would I disagree. Know. I would disagree with that too. I, I don't think that uh, there really are words. If we're just talking about words that are used, like if someone comes up to you and says, I, "I'm going, to, I'm going to kill you now," or "I'm going to commit violence against you now," and it's an imminent violence threat, yeah, yeah I get it. But if someone says, "Here's a name you don't like," or "Here's a joke about your mom or your brother that you don't like," I don't think violence is the proper response to that. Though I understand why you might be angry. But uh, but I, I can't I can't agree that non-threatening speech is ever a moral justification for a violent response. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh no, and I agree with that in principle. It's just it doesn't seem like it's a principle that every that's common. And I thought it would be common just thinking about it, but it seems like a surprising number of people feel like, well, when you do that, I don't know what if they think it's moral or legal, but they feel like it should be right. It's like something about that makes it okay and. This seems to yeah. be from people of cross races. So I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, it plays into the story we were talking about on Sunday, that Macy's beating, like as though if the Macy's employee said the N word, any of this is justified. Yeah. And, um, that's and I, I think you're right that there's a lot of people who have that perception. Yeah. And yeah. I guess it's like, is there a good way if you, is it just like a thing like you have to understand intuitively or is there a way like you can persuade someone? Cause I get like why in a good <laughs> order society that makes sense because people will follow it when I start making the argument, like, you know, words are words, sticks and stones, like these are two different categories. If it's like a verbal thing, you have to keep it in the verbal arena, if it's a, then it can be physical. But pe when it gets into that weird area of like family members or personal honor or dignity, I, well, actually I'll say this, if it's like a certain type of liberal kind of white person, they seem to get it, like the Macy's dude, how he didn't really fight back at all. Yeah. He probably gets why, you know, you're not supposed to, but it feels like almost everyone else they feel like there's a verbal line you can't cross. Well, you know what the solution to this is? Mutually consenting combat, duels. Uh, that's the answer. I'm serious. That's like the answer. It. Like if someone comes up and says, uh, you, you know, your mom's fat or whatever, you say, sir, you have offended my honor. I challenge you to a duel. Do you accept or are you a coward? And uh, if they accept, well, listen, game on. That's two, uh, accept, two parties who wish to fight accepting mutually uh, to fight. Is, is there a moral problem there? Yeah. That, I know I mean, this is a little formal, but and it sounds silly, well, but like I, I I'm trying, like I'm being a, sincere. Yeah. I think the real life version of that is just, you want to take this outside, right? Like, that's, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is, I guess, what if it's like a, I don't know how to say it better than like a bad actor where they literally only are saying things to you to aggravate you because yeah. they know they won't have to pay the consequences physically, I guess. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not convinced that two people agreeing to fight is immoral. I think there's a debate there. No, yeah, but no, I think that could be perfect because everyone's being if they're all consenting adults, then I mean yeah. we have MMA and boxing, so it doesn't seem too dissimilar. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Yeah, thank y'all. Y'all fight to the death, like guess, gladiator as as, style, though. As long as it's consenting, uh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to think about it. It's sort of it's kind of it's it, it's a similar theme of like because um, that's kind of a, a form of soft suicide, you know, and I think a lot of people make the argument credibly so that suicide is immoral. Right. Uh, so maybe this, maybe mutually agreeing to fight to the death is also immoral. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it's better than you're at least asking for the consent of the other person rather than just taking a swing based on words. I think it's a little more morally square. <laughs> anyway. Crath. Uh, I think that's how I pronounce this. I think Krath had to take off, though. Krath, if you're still listening, hop in the waiting room and I'll, I'll bring you in. Crying Wolf is up after that. Crying Wolf, you there? Hey! What's on your mind? 
are you guys doing? Hi. Well, I got some, I got a crackly mic off you, unfortunately, but we'll see if we can work with it. Let me uh, lower my. Is that better? Ah, uh, it's not great, but if if you can be brief, we can probably go with it. Sorry, you guys cut off there. I can't hear him at all. I, I, yeah, I just got it's. A, can you be brief with your thought or your question? We can probably we can probably go with it, but something's going on with your mic. Okay, well, I I was gonna go with more. Right. Uh... I can't hear you. <laughs> Yeah, you're cutting out on me. Am um, I? Yeah. Is that, is that better? I can hear you now. If you want, if you have a quick question or thought, we can go with it. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I was I was just thinking about like how do how, is that is the I I Jesus, I can't pronounce it. Academic kind of realm. Um, worth saving. That's kind of my question. Um, is we know what postmodern thinking have done has done to the humanities, yeah. and it. Yeah, uh, trying to. I I kid. would I I would say yes. That 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 the value. I mean, I, I'll still try to defend the educational system, even though I do think that maybe it needs to be just kind of, it needs to fall apart and be rebuilt, but we do need critical thinkers. And, and of course I'd defend the, the education system insofar as it's te it's teaching people practical skills. Right. But if you're talking strictly like liberal arts, philo uh, philosophy type, type classical education, I do, I do think we still uh, need that for people who want to pursue that because I think we need critical thinkers. Yeah. But where and does it really exist? It's I know. And that, well, yeah. but I want it to, I want it to come back. I'll tell you right now, Nobody shaped my mind, you know, whether I <laughs> whether my mind is worth uh, appreciating or bragging about or not. The mind that I have now was shaped by nobody more than the critical thinking professors who applied the Socratic method to me for four years. Yeah. And I know the value that that's had to me. It's not to say that everybody has to take that path or not, but I know that it's been hugely beneficial and valuable to me. And I, I would want to see that. Um, I would use the word preserved, but I don't know if it's even, a is there anything to preserve anymore? I, w I wish I could go take a class at my alma mater and see if it's the same. I mean, you could argue that the same impact that your professors have, the current professors to the current students are doing this, having the same impact. Ah, yeah. That is to say like the value of actually sitting in a classroom at some, you know, pretty campus that you're paying too, way too much to be at. Right. Is, is that more valuable than what you would get on the internet? Um, potentially. I mean, I, I'll say in my experience, the being cold called in front of a class of people and having to defend your perspective with other people's eyes of scrutiny on you. Sharpens Terrif that intellect. Ooh, that, that terrify me as a young man. And, um, and, but I'm glad that it happened. And I don't know that that could be replicated online, but to your point, if you're just talking about like, here's some information to learn or some thoughts to consider in your own time. Yeah, that could easily be replicated on the internet. So well, I would say that there's still some, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we, but we know that the institution it has become more and more, I, I would argue, exponentially more uh, institution, oh. right? Like, we, we know that it's, it, you're just training Marxists at this point. I know, yeah. Well, that's what I would, like, the, the direction of the system currently has got to change and or fall apart and be rebuilt. But I do see value in building 
institutions that that do apply the Socratic method in the old school way. It's just how we get there. Yeah. Well, that's my thought, man. Appreciate yeah, it. I, I, I was just been thinking about it because I'm seriously considering applying to grad school for science, but I know. Right, have Have you already graduated? Or are you graduating now, or what's what's going on? So I finished my undergrad, and I'm considering going back into school for my graduate work. Gotcha. Okay. Um, in biochemistry, but for no, the that life sounds of worthwhile. Me, yeah, I don't know if it's yeah. worth it anymore because postmodernists have essentially hijacked the conversation in terms of yeah, uh, even sciences. Well, maybe take, and, there's nothing wrong with taking a little bit of time and thinking about it too. You know, you never know. Maybe maybe you find a prosperous job and and you don't need to go back at all. Who knows? Well, I mean, if, also if the Google is going to happen, like what's, what's the, <laughs> you might as well not be at anyway. school. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank, right, thanks, guys. man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for chatting. Of course. Uh, okay. That was crying wolf, right? So that we got dangerous spaces up next. Dangerous spaces. You're good to go. Hey. For me. Dangerous yeah. spaces. Let him hang out a second. He might be off the mic. Uh, Red Falcor is up after that. Red Falcor, you there? Hey guys, how's it going? Hi. Doing all right. What's on your mind? Muting my stream here. Sure. I was thinking about um, the guy earlier in the uh, Macy's who was just beating up on that. Oh, that so guy. terrible. Called him, you know, a name he didn't like. Essentially. I heard uh, that he was on the phone and that the phone call was recorded, thereby ooh, yeah, exonerating him from using the N-word. Not that I really care anyway. Yeah, that was the rationale that we were uh, given. But of course, it didn't, it didn't really hold up. You know, his story didn't hold up. But of course, there was, you know, tons of people who were like, yeah, I get it, man. Or at least that's a uh, popular joke in uh, stand-up comedy is, you know, uh, a guy, guy walks into a bar, uses the N-word, and exits with two broken legs, that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, and of course, the problem fundamentally with all that is that you, know, you could have some guy, guy walk into a store who's uh, mentally ill call you all variety of names sure yeah yeah and that still doesn't entitle you to attack him physically yeah that's a good example so, so we don't have a i mean it it may be that 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 particular word is awful and sh shouldn't ever be you used in particular but by people of a certain race uh no matter what the con context even if that is true it can, can, cannot be retaliated against with violence. Um, yeah, I agree. That precedent, that moral precedent is just way too dangerous. And, and it just means that any word can be subjectively given that status where the mere utterance is justification for violence. Yep. Yeah, that's correct. And I think the, the victim card that we were t t talking about earlier is because of that uh, Marxist hierarchy of power thing, yeah. thing where you're always tr tr trying to flatten the power curve. And so if you can be perceived as being of a lower power, 
then that's rationalization enough for getting a power bump. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. And it also yeah. explains why they have no respect for property. I love that people are explaining, oh, toppling a statue is a victimless crime. Well, only if what you about... don't believe in the concept of property. Yeah, I know. And yeah. then I yeah. was getting a lot of this in the comments last week about the the flag issue. And they're like, you can't say the same thing about flags and statues. If you own the flag, you can do whatever you want with your personal yeah. property. We're talking about public property, clearly. Right. If you if you go, I, obviously, I'm if you go to your state house or wherever, if you go to, if you go to your neighbor's house where he has an American flag flying and you burn it. Well, okay, well, that's theft and destruction of his property. Obviously, right. I would support a, a prosecution for that. I'm talking about my flag. Mm-hmm. And as far as what Trump was saying, as far as I understand him, he's saying burning any flag. Now, by the same token, toppling any statue is not a crime. If I have a statue in my backyard and I don't like it anymore, I'll topple the shit out of it. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> and I'll do it with right. my flag, too, if I want. That's the point. Uh, so, yeah, I, I but I would... Well, I would think most people would understand that distinction, but maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe not. Matt Walsh had an excellent uh, argument for uh, the t- t- desecration of the flag versus, you know, j- j- just the burning. And whether well, what's the might difference? Be an really, isn't desecration the... subjective? Yeah, it would be. It would be a, pretty hard to draw that line. I think. Is and how is problem. burning something not really desecrating it? Because if you're just, you know, if you're if you're burning it in like a respectful way, I guess I'm not sure. No. Nope. Uh, yeah, this stuff is uh, like I I can't I can't imagine a jury sitting down and deciding was he respectful when he burned that? Did he <laughs> like I just it's so subjective right. that that getting into those those weeds again for a crime where no one's actually been victimized. Right. To me, it's just it's a waste of resources in our judicial system, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Anyway, um, last word if you want it. Yeah, I got a request in the ch- chat for singing. So, so uh, I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. Okay, that's it. I won't take up any more time. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you guys it. have a good night now. Bye. Thanks, you as well. Bye. I didn't know that. Do you know the song? I didn't recognize mm-hmm. the song. Oh, what song was that? It's a Temptation song, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, Dangerous Space, is you there? Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Hey. Sorry, did you guys pull me in before? I couldn't hear you. I don't know what was going uh, on. Yeah, there. I did, but yeah. I figured maybe you were away from the mic or something was going on, but no big deal. Yeah, no, I, I literally heard nothing, so I just restarted Discord to see if that fixed it. I don't know what happened there. Maybe you didn't read the uh, Black Lives Matter message. You didn't You didn't honor it sufficiently, so they cut you off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what the big picture of the boot was? I was supposed to kiss it. Didn't realize <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You might have missed uh, it. Yeah, just quickly, Blonde, seeing as I haven't been on for a few weeks, uh, congratulations on the new bub. Thank you. Thank you. Hello? She just Aww. said it very softly. Thank you. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, oh, don't tell me to cut out again. Um, yeah. Anyway, what what was I going to, oh, God, that, that's kind of thrown me now. I forgot what I was going to talk about. Um, one thing I might bring up, given all this stupid race stuff, we've got a uh, a lolly manufacturer, oh, not lolly, what do you guys call them? Candy? Well, is that like a lollipop? Oh, no, no, just a just a, a company that makes uh, confectionery sweet sweets, candy, whatever you call them in America. Candy, I mean, sure. Like candy is a very generic term, but yeah. Uh, okay, but they're they're changing the names of a couple of products apparently because they're uh, racist. You... Sure. What products? So you've got. They're changing yeah, the name yeah. of N word chew. Are you kidding? <laughs> 
How could they do this? They haven't done it to coon cheese <laughs> yet. So. Oh yeah, coon cheese. But that's I forgot. Named after, that's named after someone. So I don't are you know. um? Are you allowed to ship that stuff internationally? What are the rules? Uh, could I arrange I, to have coon cheese shipped to me? You could try. We're very, very, very strict on what comes in. I don't know about exporting though. You could try. And also, would it have? To, it'd probably have to remain refrigerated, right? It, it, I guess it would be yeah, temperature probably. sensitive. Probably. There's got to be something I can do to get but, coon yeah. cheese. But anyway, so they're changing uh, a, a lolly. It's the same company that makes them. They're changing one called Chico's, which are basically chocolate uh, jelly babies. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. To what? And they're changing one called Redskins, which <laughs> they don't. Have, they have nothing Native American on them. They're literally a kind of almost a dark pink, more of a red. But they're literally describing the color of the the uh, actual the lolly. The candy has a red skin, basically. It's it's in a red packet. The color is again almost more dark pink than red, but it, it's kind of close enough. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, but they're talking about renaming both those, and it's just like, oh, come on, guys, really? Are you really? Oh, good? There's nothing. There's nothing in Australia that you know. I, like we don't call native. We don't have Native Americans, so I don't know why they're you know. Yeah, I don't. You guys don't call the uh, the aborigine. What are they called? Aboriginals, aborigines. Yeah, they're not called redskins or anything like that. Well, they don't they're, not, they're, they're not red. They're not so. redskins. <laughs> Can I still Australian get my Indians? Aussie redskins. Taffy though, that's really what I want. <laughs> taffy. Yeah. I saw some good yeah. ones in the live chat. Um, let's see. Oh, I missed it. A uh, porch monkey pops. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I loved those as a kid. <laughs> what are the name of the nuts? My dad has always told me about, like, there's a certain kind of nut that was called N-word toes back in the day. Uh, yeah, I think they used to call, um, not macadamia nuts. I don't know. It was we, like a common term. Anyway, uh, we'll give you a last word if you want it. Before, we do, before well, we do also it. have here, I don't know if you have this brand. We have a, a brand of nuts called Brazil Nobbies. nuts. That's right. And the, so, sorry, uh, what were they called? Nobbies and the sluggers nibble Nobby's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I like okay. It. All right. <laughs> we'll let you go. Thanks. Thanks no for worries. calling in, man. You guys have a good one. All right. You think we have time to get through too quickly? Um, uh, yeah. I don't hear I would, the baby crying. So. I would like to talk to uh, El Vaquero because I know he's down New Mexico way and there's a lot of crazy stuff going down, going on down there. So we'll see if we can give him last call. Uh, Pius, you're up next if you're ready. Hey guys, how you doing? We're well. What's on your mind? So uh, I was just scrolling through Twitter looking for stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, two really cool things I found out today. Well, one of them's cool. One of them's uh, explanatory, I guess. Um, the person Blonde wasn't talking about coming back to YouTube recently and coming out as a centrist. Um, ah. It got leaked today that the, um, how should I put this? Her, her life partner is um, of the jogging persuasion. False. That's not true. Um, is it really not? Persuasion. No. <laughs> She's a dear friend of mine. A personal friend of mine. It's it's not true. That's not true. Okay. Well, then that's it's that's uh, never mind. I thought I had an explanation for that. Um, oh. Okay. The, the the actual really cool thing. I don't know if you guys saw this. A a twenty four year old won his Republican primary in North Carolina. I did see that. Yeah, I saw it mentioned on the news briefly. They they framed it as like, oh, he beat the guy Trump endorsed, so Trump well, got owned. But he, what what definitely did? 
So, so what, um, here's what, what are his happens. politics? Yeah, he's definitely right of the Trump endorsed um, okay. candidate. Um, so the current the incumbent announced that he wasn't running 30 hours before the deadline to register. Okay. Um, and then the middle aged woman he was running against, um, you can look up the pictures. Just the uh, uh, the the just based on looks, it's obvious that one of them is just a mentally healthier person. Um, <laughs> uh, sure. He, she got Trump's endorsement, the incumbent's endorsement, and the governor's endorsement. Well, now I want to see. Um, what What did you Google to see this? Uh, let's see North Carolina congressional candidates. Let's try that. So, but he's effectively won because the district has gone 10 plus points Republican for the last couple election cycles. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, I saw so, this on Faith Goldie's um, Twitter. Uh, but, I mean, this kid is a paraplegic. Um, and, uh, like, he's legally, if he were to take office today, he legally wouldn't be old enough. He turns 25 in August. You have wow, to be yeah. 25. You have to be 25 by the time you're sworn in. Um, so he'll blow AOC out of the water by five years for youngest congressman. Wow. Oh, he is so handsome. Yeah, he's inc- Yeah, it's. What's the I'm, nature of his um I'm his straight, condition or injury? Did he get? Did he, he get had hurt a really or? awful car accident a couple okay. of years back. Huh. So, um, but you can. I bet, I, I bet you guys are looking at this picture of him in the forest with the uh, with the rifle with the, over his shoulder. Yeah, with and the hells, dog. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the same one I got. You see the you see the pistol and like sitting on his chest. Uh, there yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. That kid is twenty four. He's a real estate uh, owns his own real estate business. Is a motivational speaker and won a Republican primary and effectively won the election over the president's endorsement and he didn't just win it was 65 to 34 in percentage wow. good for he him doubled that's her a, in vote counts it's a hell of an accomplishment so oh, um, good good if anybody needed a white pill on uh the groiper right taking over is he groiper um, endorsed is he, he he's he's not he's a uh, he's, <laughs> he's left of the groipers but uh if a 24 year old can be trump the governor and the incumbent sure um, yeah. yeah i mean i take encouragement of that even outside of the politics the fact that s- some outsider could just jump in and uh and get a spot I-, I i think that's something to celebrate yeah yeah she had him she doubled him on fundraising um she had all those endorsements uh but she refused to debate and uh that's what sunk her wow he, interesting just, wow just destroyed her on refusing to debate so. All right. Well, thanks for cluing us in. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everybody saw that because it's amazing that a twenty-four-year-old. Uh, his wanted... name, if people want to Google it, what's his name here? Do you have it and on Madison Cawthorn? Cawthorn. Madison yeah. Cawthorn. Check it out How if people want to look. Here, okay. All right. Well, th- thanks for the information, man. Yeah. No have a good night. You too. Okay. Well, uh, El Vaquero's up next. We'll give El Vaquero last call because I'm curious what's going on New Mexico way. I've seen a lot of. Uh, New Mexico developments lately. What's going on down there? Well, first off, Matt, you have the uh, both criminal complaints in your inbox and the uh, order okay. for release for uh, Stephen Baca. So if but, people don't remember, this is the statue guy, the guy who was attacked yeah. by the mob at the statue in Albuquerque. 
Right. And the initial criminal complaint, now I, I do have some inside information from APD officers and uh, people in the chain of command that's not getting the new, on the news at all. Hmm. Um, but the initial criminal complaint, and I was told this by an APD officer, and I've confirmed it myself, you can confirm it yourself, the statements of fact do not add up to a crime having been committed, meaning that when they arrested him, they had no probable cause. Ooh. But I can tell you, well, they've since fixed that, but I can also tell you the reason why they arrested him when they did was because Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham called Mayor Tim Keller, who, by the way, is basically Ted Wheeler light but dumber, and, <laughs> okay. and demanded that he be arrested. So that's that's why he was arrested when he was, not after an, at, an investigation. At the governor's orders? The governor called up the mayor and demanded it. Wow. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's, she's a real miracle of colonic pregnancy. I, I tell you, I don't <laughs> like that woman. Um, another thing. So people were dragging APD or Albuquerque police. Cause I, I, other people will hear that and think Atlanta. Yeah. Um, people were dragging them on the radio saying, why weren't they in there helping? Why weren't they in there stopping these people from tearing apart the statue? And, and yeah. why'd they let it get to this point? they were told to stand down, move a block away and uh, let the, the rioters destroy the statue. That was an order from above the, the, so, I mean, yeah, there's a reason to be angry. And a lot of this is politics that goes all the way up to the governor's office. And I can tell you why Baca was probably my, my best guess on why he was pissed off and he's probably descended from the conquistadors. So could um, be. Yeah. Uh, if if you're in New Mexico with the name of Baca, you're probably descended from the conquistadors. Mm. Hasn't he done an interview somewhere? I thought I saw him on YouTube or he, he, he's spoken publicly since I, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I haven't. I, I think it's out there somewhere, but maybe Draw. I'm mistaken. And anyway, I'm, I'm losing connection with you. You're cutting oh, out on me. Sorry. Uh, well, what, anyways, what were you saying uh, real quick? I, I kind of had to pull back from the news for a, a while otherwise yeah. i was going to prove my previous claim about my bloodlust compared to blondes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's just an, an update with a little bit of uh inside info that you won't get on the news and sure. i'm going to try to get a hold of recordings of the radio chatter that was telling them to back off if if i can that yeah i would like if if you have a confirmed uh evidence of all that stuff and not that i don't believe the cop or anything but it, but if there's a recording we can hear i absolutely would love to hear that yep oh yes hard evidence is better than somebody said something but. yeah for sure well thanks for uh thanks for looking into this it's much appreciated and uh stay safe down there yeah i will i will i've let my anger calm down and, and you have a nice <laughs> night and, and blonde congratulations mom thank you thank you babe. all right bye have a good night okay we will uh end our callers there thanks for patience guys and uh, as always, we're doing our best to get through as many as we can. If you're having trouble getting into the live show or you want to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta.gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line, and we will answer those questions in the last segment of the show, a.k.a. right now. Uh, Quiz says, I'm a longtime listener. I'd like your opinion on the banning of Magic the Gathering cards for being racist or culturally offensive. I have no knowledge of this beyond a video that Sargon did. Have you heard of this? 
I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar. I mean, it's just like how they came for knitting. It's like they're not going to let white people have any nerdy hobby without infiltrating it. it you, you can't enjoy doing anything anymore. My understanding, and there's a link to a statement here, but wasn't it that there's some like orc-like characters that they that are violent and they're, or something like that? Again, sorry to the magic fans that I'm butchering. Well, who are they offensive to? They're orc-like? Are they offensive to like they're, Jews? Well, no, I think they're they're mad because they they might be portrayed as violent black people. I thought was the, I thought was the worry. Anyways, the statement Doesn't says matter, to that end, we will be removing a number of images from our database that are racist or culturally in, offensive, including invoking. It's a mythical prejudice, world. Jihad things that might be interpreted as jihad, stone throwing devils, crusades. Anyway, I, I I just don't know enough about the game, but I I I can. Based on my experience with video games and other forms of entertainment I enjoy, yeah, I mean, this sort of, this sort of shit sucks. Nothing happens. It's the same thing with NASCAR. It's like, oh, if we just go into NASCAR and ban Confederate flags and change everything about the culture, then suddenly it'll be a much more diverse rainbow. All the San Francisco trannies will come and watch NASCAR races in, uh, in right. Alabama or something. No, what happens nope. is you've ruined the culture of the people who appreciate it, so they go away. And then nobody and then, else cares, and then it's and done. And the Rainbow Coalition never shows up anyway. Yeah. The same thing happens in, in video games, uh, in presumably in Magic. I wonder, I'll be eager to see what happens with the NFL this this fall will the nfl not that they haven't set a lead themselves in some ways but nascar is kind of going all in on this will the nfl follow suit interesting to see um oh sorry are they planning the other part of the question was are they planning to erase history everywhere including our card games yes yes (laughs) clearly that's the stated objective and says congrats to blondes on blonde on the new baby and good luck to matt on the upcoming wedding well thank you for that Tiskula, Tiskelua says, Matt, as you explore your stance on religion, if one considers that morality stems from deity, then does it not follow that more morality stems from multiple deities? That is, does polytheism afford greater morality than does monotheism? That's a Matt question, but uh, no. I, I don't really see how it would. I, I think that to me, morality stems from the observable purpose of human beings. That is to say, if you believe human beings are put here or are here for a purpose and they're fulfilling that purpose, that's where morality comes from and the immorality of interfering with that purpose or unjustly ending that purpose. But to me, whether that purpose is is has an origin in one God or creator or multiple, that would not uh, that would not have an impact on the quantity of the morality. Right. Especially um, if it's, uh, if with your single God, it's viewed as like an infinite, an abundance, an infinite abundance of, of morality. Then it's like, why would it matter if there are multiple? And what God? would be the distinction between the multiples? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't know much about polytheistic religions or anything, but um, if there are multiple, then presumably each of them has things they can't do, or each of them has weaknesses, or each of them has some flaw that the other complement. You know, th- they start to seem less like gods, or maybe in maybe they're like the um, like Captain Planet. They have to combine their rings to achieve perfection, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Uh, perhaps Wicca is more suitable to you. I, I, wise man once said, "I doubt it," but hey, I, I. I say that jokingly because me five years ago would have said religion as a concept is not suitable to me. I doubted on that. And and here we are 
um, going down uh, an interesting intellectual path. So uh, I, I just don't know that much about polythe polytheistic religions to give you a, a qualified, informed answer on that. But my guess is no. Sam uh, says, uh, I'd like to hear your opinions on if you think the political process could be used to either avoid uh, to avoid a boogaloo situation. Well, um, th this is sort of along the theme of what we talk about all the time. I do think th this is just a, a more specific question that is related to how much of your words are you obligated to use before physical force is justified? That's, that's really what we're, t what we're talking about. And I do think you have a moral obligation to maximize the use of those words. And that's what our political system is designed to do words first and as long as possible. But d do I think the political process could be used? Um, I'm less optimistic that it will succeed than I have been in my entire lifetime. But I don't think that that erases the moral uh, necessity to pursue it to its last possible end. We're really running up to that line, though. Um, yeah. And he also said, have either of you ever thought of pursuing any, albeit small, political office as part of community building or picking someone you trusted to act as a proxy and getting some new perspectives? And um, I have been I've said too much stuff. Uh, to ever consider even having a small role in local politics. <laughs> I'm too far gone. I don't have any ambition to do that at this point in my life uh, because this, what I do now satisfies my political appetite. I love this. And I don't think that I could do as much on like city council or my mm -hmm. homeowners association, you know, board or whatever than I could uh, by doing, by doing the stream that said, when I have um, when I have kids in play, and maybe where you're talking about things like the school district or other local governing bodies, maybe I could see myself doing that. Where it's it's more about uh, making sure that that it, things my kids are involved in that I'm taking an active role in those. But for right now, I I really don't have much desire. But the other side of this too is like you know if we're gonna sit here and say like. Oh, the political system is hopeless. It's failed. We can't use it to defend our rights and to build the society that we want to see. I do think, again, I, th I think if you're going to go that, that route and take the black-pilled route, you do have a moral obligation to try to use that political system, and maybe it fails. But, but I don't think that we should sit here and, and yeah. bitch about how the system hasn't worked if, if we ourselves have not tried to use the system. And that starts at the local level. That starts at That's true. running for office or getting to know your local office holders or being politically active. You know, That's so I, I should walk the walk a little bit more on that. And um, I don't as much as I should write more letters. I should get to know my local leaders. Instead, I just troll with Facebook comments. But that is important somewhere. to yeah. the political process. Uh, Retro Robot Radio. So AOC bragged on Twitter about organizing with people on TikTok to get false registrations to attend the Trump rally. Should this be the headline in a fair world? Yes, and we talked about it on Sunday. Um, this is election meddling. Basically. I mean, I don't know who these TikTok people are. I don't, I don't know how many of them are foreign, but a lot of them uh, are teenagers too. They're not They're not voters. Uh, whether it's foreign election meddling or not, but it, it definitely is election meddling. And people were making the point. Could you imagine a world where 4chan used a Russian app to trick or meddle with a Joe Biden rally? Do you think the headlines would have been the same? Do you think this yeah. would have been applauded? I doubt it. Uh, Sam says, to resolve the ideological divide in our nation, I see four options. The first, peaceful separation. It won't work. They will never leave us alone. 
probably right. <laughs> the second, Boogaloo, winner take all. Greatest chance of success, but a terrible cost. The third, they wear us down to the point where no one has the will to stand for our ideals. I fear this one the most. Ooh, and, and maybe are we realizing that one? That's kind of an interesting one. The fourth, outside force unites unites us against a common enemy. It would have to be a war on our own soil, and this would only delay the real issue. Which option is most likely, which would you prefer? Well, obviously, I'd prefer peaceful separation. Me too. Not going to happen. Most likely is maybe outside force unites us against a common enemy. Probably three, though. I think the third is the most likely, although... I don't know that I agree fully with the premise of it. They wear us down to the point that no one has the will to stand for our ideals. That's possible. I I think more possibly more likely, like we were talking about with the church previously, they wear us down until they don't, until until shit gets real. And and yeah. I know we we talk we've talked about this on like a weekly basis on this show for what feels like years. Um all I'm saying is we're pushing people with statues right now and we're seeing violent self-defense episodes. Yeah. What happens when the statues are down? What happens when it's the churches? Yeah, exactly. What happens when it's people's homes? What happens when it's things that are a little more prized than a piece of bronze? And that's not to dismiss the importance of the sculptures. They're fantastic pieces of art. A lot of them are century or, or so old. But I'm saying it's not necessarily a threat to my life in the same way banging on my door is. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the third is the most likely and we'll see how... People respond. Hi, I'm Peter. I recently went on Quora and found an explanation for why we should all be censored and fired by private companies. The person said that conservative right-wingers have pushed against unions and such, and that basically we're reaping what we sow. I disagree, and I have my reasons, but what do you guys think? That's patently retarded. Um, Although I, I do think that people should be able to discriminate indiscriminately in their own private hiring, but that means that you have to allow people to not hire other people for seemingly arbitrary reasons. I also don't know a lot of right-wingers or conservatives who stand against unionization in a private setting where everybody who organized is a consenting member. Member, right. I I don't know that that's common. But the bigger problem with this is, okay, you're going to assign individuals guilt based on group behavior. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I can label... You label me a bad person because I have some ideological similarity to a thing you don't like, and therefore your aggression against me is justified. Why don't you shut the hell up, you stupid communist? Your your worldview is associated with the starvation and slaughter of thousands or millions of people in just the, the last century alone. Therefore, mm-hmm. I should be able to imprison you. Right. I mean, it's the same sort of reasoning. It, it has no respect or regard for the individual. It's not even accusing the individual of a crime, and yet it's considered just to get vengeance on that person because of the supposed things they believe. It's, exactly. That's that's nonsense. So, uh, what do you guys think? I think you're. I think you're. Uh, this person, whoever this person is, is full of shit. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, Ineptius says, my wife and I had talked about being married in the church here in Russia uh, because she was born into it. I needed to get into the Orthodox Church as well, and then the bait and switch happened. But my question is, should citizens open carry while protecting statues and fire if attacked? Would this Mm. be an escalation or smart? I, I would be... I, I, I would be absolutely in favor of people if they want to if, if citizens in those cities want to stand as armed guards against this property. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And certainly if they're attacked, they are justified in responding uh, 
with force in, in response. I, I'm not saying yeah. they should ever attack other people, but I do think that that would be a, a plausible solution. Uh, indeed, uh, uh, probably the solution that, that that is exactly the the moral and constitutional thing to do. If the police fail in their basic job of protecting the rights of the people, and part of that is protecting the property rights of those communities, well, guess what? Then it's on you to exercise your Second Amendment right to defend the rights of that community, defend the, the property rights of that community. So yeah. I don't see a problem with that at all, and I think it would actually be a yeah. fantastic deterrence. My only worry <laughs> is what if you want... like you you kind of make yourself a sitting duck. Like you, you got to have some bravery to do that. That is to say, if you want to go out and stand out there with a chest rig and an AR and stand guard, you have my support. However, all it takes is one loony who's got a shot on you at range and like, and it's over. Not, yeah. And people will be able to you, organize while you're out there. Doing yeah. That. I'm not, I'm not saying, Oh, like you're, you're going to get sniped. I'm just saying it just takes one. It takes one lunatic exactly. and it, it could happen. So you, you got to be realistic about the mm. risk, too. This is from Henry. I share your skepticism on the events of a Floyd killing. If you had to say what would be the most plausible scenario for Floyd's killing, assuming that it were confirmed to be fake. <laughs> like what happened? At, what's the plausible scenario? What Mostly happened afterward, maybe? Mostly I say it maybe? in chest. I say it like 50% serious. Somebody did send me the footage of the, <laughs> of the Floyd, the alleged Floyd mannequin, yeah. the alleged Floyd dummy. And... Yeah. I got to say, like, the only thing that has me, I, I don't know whether it's legit or not, but I noticed the footage had a now this stamp on it. Oh, like really? the progressive, you know, video clip, news clip, now this page. I thought, well, if this is a now this montage that I'm watching, I need to find the original. What, what, I, what I was sent was a bit shoot upload by some random person, but it looked like a legit now this stamp on it, which makes me interested. Yeah. I got to find the original source. I suspect it might have been deleted. Probably. But what uh, what would be the most plausible scenario for Floyd's killing? Uh, well, this is where you, ha- you invite me to start to start theorizing. That is to say, like, you want to stir up a race war? <laughs> you 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 create the forces that be create a, an insane case of police brutality where the guy's choking him out and cheering for himself, posing for the cameras like we saw. And then. Some way or another, they're both rewarded and and sent off to some witness protection program life outside of public view for the rest. I I recognize this is all very tinfoily. This is all very silly. Obviously, I'm not saying that this is demonstrably true. The only thing, I'll just never get over how weird all of it was. I just, who the hell poses for the cameras while kneeling on a guy's neck who's not resisting? And their interpersonal relationship was very weird also. Yeah. Uh, This is incompetent hands. Do you think we're experiencing some existential crisis over the death of wisdom? It's sad that while we lament this, others run full speed into ignorance. What do you think the ultimate consequence will be from untapped wisdom? Who are the people you seek out wisdom from? And who do you wish you could seek wisdom from? Um, I think that there is the death of wisdom. I mean, normally you get wisdom from older generations, but um, boomers can teach us almost nothing except for what not to do and how not to raise your children and how to destroy a society. So no boomer wisdom. Sorry, boomers. No boomer wisdom. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be the generation that has to bestow wisdom at some point. We can learn a lot from generation X. They're getting kind of old. Uh, um, 
who do I seek out wisdom from? Um, my parents, but that's not always a great idea. Well, certainly if I have a uh, general life approach question or a big decision to make where I'm kind of on the fence and I'm not seeing it clearly, uh, I'm going to my parents for sure. Mm-hmm. And I might talk to either one of them situation dependent. Certain areas where I might call my dad more than my mom. Certain areas where I might call my mom more than my dad. So that would be my go-to. Um, who do I wish I could seek wisdom from? Uh, I, I'd pick God. If, if I, like, oh my if, God, that didn't if, even occur to me. I, if I could, if, if that's if a thing could, that's available, yeah. and that's really what I think a lot of people are searching for, I have my own questions about that sort of thing. But hey, if, uh, if God's on speed dial and I have wisdom from him available to me, I am, I'm hitting that, that, that number for sure. Thomas says, uh, serious existential threats to American society predate the formation of the country, but blackpilling seems new. What's different? Could it be that it's easier to distribute demoralizing propaganda created accidentally or intentionally where wry commentary, ranting, or sincere critique is built on an implicit lack of hope? (laughs) Is is this one some secret message? Why are you laughing? No, it's just that's... That's definitely true. Rye commentary ranting or sincere critique built on an implicit last. I mean, that's just, that's my shtick. Gotcha. Um, um, well, I do think that there's some truth to this. That is to say, uh, if, if in old times where you maybe get a newspaper in town once a day or maybe even once a week, and other than that, you're just working your farm yeah and maybe you have a phone or maybe not even that all the bullshit of the day-to-day really can't impact your life and you really i mean you're gonna you're gonna deal with the struggles of i don't know running running your farm managing your craft whatever it is you're doing but the bullshit like coronavirus black lives matter all the stuff that we're getting blackpilled about now couldn't possibly enter your life in the same way yeah. And that that is the other side of the information age. And I say this as someone I don't want to go back to the past. I, I think it's miraculous that, that all the world's knowledge is available to me at a moment's notice. I think that's incredible. And I don't ever want that taken away from me. I don't but know. I don't think it's been great for society. There you can is have another, too much information. There is another side, and that's exactly what he's describing, and I think what you're getting at, that's it it enables bullshit to get into your life over in an overplayed way that makes you overly concerned with it and distracts you from what's really important in life. Don't Absolutely. you remember the early nineties? I mean, I was very, we were both very young. It was awesome though. Um, yeah, but we were also kids, so it's hard. It's hard for me to. Compare. Yeah. But even like into my, I guess I didn't really have the internet until I was like 12 or 13. Those early times before the internet were freer not just because of childhood, but because I was unencumbered by the information overload of the internet. And like the kids these days, they don't get a childhood like we got. We're the last generation that got a childhood. That's true. I was one of the last people in my class to get a cell phone at age 18. That's, oh, that's, a, that's a relic of the past. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this is from Jake. Given the riots and unrest in the U.S., but their concentration in urban centers, I found myself in a weird state of mind where I feel like I should be doing something but I'm really not sure what I can do. I'm nowhere near or have any way of getting to any of the cities that are flipping their shit. Haven't gotten the chance to get the ball rolling on gun ownership 
or licensing for home defense because I'm 18. And my only role in any institution is as a college student. I guess my question is, what can one do in this position? It's foolhardy to believe there's a catch-all solution. And I haven't lost hope or am outright blackpilled, but I feel like I should be doing something and not standing by while these pockets of insanity continue in every institution and multi-billion dollar company throw a megaphone and all but the keys to the kingdom to the violent voice of the unheard. Mm. The most important thing that you can do is take care of yourself and your people and your family and do whatever you can do to better position yourself to be more influential later. Yeah. Because at 18, um, there's not a lot you can do to positively influence the world, but there's a whole lot of stuff that you can do to negatively impact your future ability to influence right. the world. <clears throat> so get a degree that's not worthless. Focus on that, on bettering yourself, on getting into a position where you can get married and have a family, on finding the right woman. Yeah. It's not going to fuck up your life. And on getting into a place where it's largely homogenous, where it's safe um, and where you can prepare to boog out. Yes. Yeah. You, I think you should always be prepared for a worst case scenario, but I'm glad you hit on stuff even beyond just the, the politics here. Cause if I could go back and talk to my 18 year old self, um, yeah, what you need to do is, is not get lost in the moment of trying to change the world now or trying to find the right chick now or any, what you need to do is, build your build the best version of yourself in the way you're describing with confidence that in about 10 years time you're going to be at the prime of your life you'll probably have a, a, accumulated some form of power in some circles or some mm -hmm. influence well, at that point yeah. you can start exercising it i know it's tempting to go out and stop the removal of that statue right now because it is unjust i agree it, it absolutely is or to speak you know to to really be outspoken in class and really get under the professor get get on the professor's nerves but the question is are you are you going too strong for today's battle at the expense of the war tomorrow mm -hmm. and i think that if we get a lot of 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 people of this mindset who are young now building their power now behind the scenes to get themselves it's like how did we lose this we lost people who were in positions of power, in positions of influence at all these institutions. Because of a lack of foresight. And I don't want to no. fall victim to that because it feels good to protest now. So until you're about 25, most of your life and, benef and benefiting yourself and your future is going to be about what you're not doing. So like, yeah. don't be self-destructive. If I went back and talked to my 18-year-old self, all I would say is like, don't drink. Don't drink. Just quit <laughs> drinking. Never drink yeah. again. Nothing ever comes from it that's good. Stop right now. And that's these, all I would tell myself. These forces sneakily crept into power. And I think the answer is for us to sneakily creep into power. Yeah. Do it in an it. unspoken, yeah. non-suspicious way and get into power and say, nope, this shit's dumb. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah. That's exactly. over. Good luck to you, man. Uh, this is, oh, I have read up the last, like, you can read this one. Um, Red says, at what point is the boog okay? I'm sure if they started banning terms and words, you'd still say, uh, that you want and fight anyone who <clears throat> that you want and fight anyone who would, who wants to stop you. But does the same go for an unregistered SBR short barrel rifle? Do you uh, could you see that as defending your rights just because they make it illegal doesn't mean it's not a right. Also, how many individual cases of people dying for their free speech rights would it take to make showing some Congress members? Uh, how tall a guillotine actually is acceptable. Does the same go for guns? I'm um, not even going to answer this because it only starts to incriminate me. 
Well, first and foremost, yeah, uh, I absolutely follow any and all federal and state uh, gun laws, and there would be no justification for the ATF to come snipe my dog. And that's not even an ironic statement. That's actually true. Bash, no. But here, here, let's say you do. Let's say you do make that choice to build an unregistered SBR, that you're the sort of person that I would never be, and you would never tempt the ATF in that way. And the ATF comes to your house, Randy Weaver style, and starts sniping your family because of it. Would you be justified? Let's let's say that let's say this: they shoot Randy Weaver's dog, they shoot Randy Weaver's kid, they shoot Randy Weaver's wife. Let's say Randy Weaver's like, all right, uh, I'm going to give this sniper guy, ATF sniper guy, a, a, a shot back, a snipe back. Would that be unjustified? I don't think it would. I think that's a defensive situation, and I think that's part of the reason that Randy Weaver got a big settlement with the federal government. Uh, despite his illegal short-barreled shotguns or whatever he had. Um, I think that you can take, as particularly with crimes like this that don't actually violate the rights of anybody else, building a firearm that is not to spec as far as the feds are concerned. Listen, make the personal choice to do it or not, and if aggression is committed against you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be saying you're immoral yeah. or defending your rights. That said understand that what you're doing is incredibly risky, that it is bait for them to come after you and do exactly that sort of thing and spend 10 unjustified years in prison, best case scenario. Um, does, but to answer your question, would you be moral in doing, in doing that sort of thing? I think you would. I think you would. But what's moral and what's legal are often two very different realities. Mm. Oh, I guess I should read the next one. Sorry. Uh, management says prayer comes from within yourself. If you must feel it, the gospel of Mary for the son of man is within you, Jeremiah, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Would you be willing to ask for a sign and observe your surroundings for it? Uh, yeah, I do that sometimes. I do. Maybe. And, and I, I, I'd be lying if I don't, if I told you, I don't think I've ever seen a sign Signs in my life that are very odd and difficult to explain. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail getting overly personal, but um, signs from people I've lost, for example, signs um, signs about difficult decisions that, that suddenly make difficult decisions very clear. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of experiences like that, and I have a hell of a lot of... Um, I don't know. I, I should probably get into dream science because I have a lot of insanely realistic dreams sometimes that, that yeah. really screw, like sometimes they'll screw up my entire morning afterwards. Cause it's, it's like you're so involved in a hyper realistic right. dream or it's and you wake up in a new dimension. That's not that. Yeah. And you almost forget what the state of the real world is. I have those occasionally. So I, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I, I don't, I've never had, experiences that suggest to me some some sort of supernatural uh occurrences or phenomenon yeah yeah james do you do you ever have uh, when you say you you see signs do you, do you have anything to add on that or i mean i i ask god for signs sometimes and try to observe my surroundings for it but it also um makes you really susceptible to like confirmation bias sure yeah uh so i really don't do it that much but i try to like like this thing that happened with my baby. Um, like what is God trying to teach me by, by putting me through this experience? And like, maybe it's that I need to get my anxiety under control. God's like, chill out, bitch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
um, maybe it's like he's teaching me that things are going to be okay, even if they appear like they're they're going to go really mm. badly or something like that. So. Sure. Or that it's out of my control. Yeah. This is that's from. A, that's oh, a bit. Sorry. Speaking of wisdom, wisdom and growing older. I know that's cliche. What's the? It's the serenity prayer, or whatever. But but really, the wisdom to accept things that you can't change, that you can't alter. Uh, that's one of the toughest parts of growing up. Be, being willing to say, "I don't like this development. It's unjust. It's wrong. But I can't change it, and I have to move on with the rest of my life." Yeah. That's maybe the toughest part of adulthood to me. Or like, like when I thought that my baby had the birth defect, you know, my dad kept telling me like, it's moot because she's your baby no matter what. And you just have to deal with whatever Ex- outcome. Exactly. Yeah. And so I really learned through this experience that like some things are not modifiable with your behavior and you have no control over them and you just have to, you just have to deal with. Yeah. And it's so self-destructive to sit around with, uh, with anxiety over the things that, that the anxiety will not in fact help. Yeah. Which anxiety yeah. never really helps anything, does it? Um, well, I think for things that you can control, it's actually very useful. That is to say, when, when I'm under stress about something that I have to do or I have to make or whatever, um, it's highly effective because it whips me into shape. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I get, depending on the Sunday, I get a little experience of that every time I'm like, oh fuck, I got it this time. I got it that time. I got it this time. And that anxiety makes me productive. So properly channeled i think it's useful but if if it's anxiety about something that is not actually changeable that's set in stone it's not useful or stuff about the past which i'm really bad right. about too yeah. yeah yeah uh this is james i watched deanna lorraine's podcast yesterday afternoon she spoke of how sexual promiscuity is contrary to conservative values and how we should actually discourage it from a conservative values perspective is promiscuity something that should be viewed as negative at any age or stage in life what would be the argument in favor of discouraging that sort of sexual freedom practice safely, of course, when you're young and single? Mm. Um, I don't know. I just I can't think of a single example of man or woman, somebody that has been promiscuous and it hasn't damaged them in some way. Yeah, I think the I think the question you have to ask here, as I think about it in, in you know, later, later in adulthood much differently than I would have thought about it as an 18 year old or 19 or 20. Uh, it, it, what, what is the purpose of a sexual relationship? And people have different views about this. Is it about the creation of, of children and the creation of family, or is it about pure pleasure? And if it's about pure pleasure, I don't know that there is an inherent immorality other than it does carry inherent health risks to you. So right, it would be right. inherent. It would be immoral along the lines of smoking or drinking or other things that are destructive if not managed very well. Yeah, but, and as but far it, as like safety is concerned, like condom use will help reduce your risk of some STDs. But people don't realize that some STDs are ubiquitous amongst the sexually active population. Like eighty yeah. percent of sexually active people contract HPV. Which is usually no big deal. It just yeah. goes away in most cases. But like condom use is not going to stop you from getting an STD with any level of certainty. Yeah. You're not going to get AIDS, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, and it, but and on the other side of it, if if the purpose of sexual of a sexual relationship is the creation and the rearing and the raising of children, then why? Well, then yeah. then it's a betrayal of that purpose, and 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 the reason that monogamy is, is the moral right is because it's in pursuit of the purpose that is raising those children in the healthiest, most stable home possible. That, yeah. 
that would be my angle. Um, I can't, I can't, it's hard to even hear myself because I don't think my 18 year old self would believe a damn word I just said, probably think of me as some, some ridiculous, uh, religious square or something. But to the, to the point you're making too, I just, I don't know. Morality is, is really about the, the fulfillment of, of purpose at, at the heart of it. And I don't know anybody who has been sexually loose, anybody who has treated sex as though it is meaningless and you just do it for fun whenever, whenever you want with whomever you want, who feels fulfilled and like their life has purpose. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't care how great you think it is in the moment, that feeling fades and it ultimately becomes empty. Yeah, look at Rouge V. I mean, he centered his entire life around his sexual conquests, and now he has devoted his life to God and lives in his mom's basement, and he's yeah. voluntarily broke. It's like at a certain point, like you're going to search for a deeper meaning in life. And you guys want to talk about women in the wall and whatever, which is true. That's definitely true. But this happens to men. There's this attitude that like men are going to be these playboys into their late forties and fifties. And then they're going to marry a 20 year old because they know like one multimillionaire that's done it. That is not how this shit works. Like men, no. if when I was dating, if you were 40 and unmarried, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? You better um, be John Stamos or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And even then it's like, you're, you're just a playboy. You're never going to settle down. Yeah. So like, yeah, sure. It, it's damaging men and women. I think it damages women more, uh, for obvious reasons, but there's just, there's just no reason to do it. And like, yeah. don't, don't get this feeling that you're missing out because you're really not. Well, especially for women. I mean, the exchange between men and women is really about, um, you know, it's sexual monopoly in exchange for security, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when women give away that, that sexual part of the exchange for no security. It's like, why? Yeah. Why? You didn't, you, it's a bad deal for you. Yeah. You get nothing out of that deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Juggernaut. I was originally going to talk about guns, but then my county issued a mandatory mask order, which means if I'm not wearing a mask in public, I could be ticketed. I don't know what Ugh. that actually means outside of traffic laws. So my question is, what are your thoughts on mandatory masks? I think this is a, a violation of our rights. And I think that there's like a really insidious underbelly to the whole thing. Like you can't see somebody's face and like we don't pick up on certain human cues. And then there's this visual representation of how we're being oppressed by the government at all times. Like I get a really terrible new world order feeling every time I see somebody wearing a sure. mask. I think it's fucking weird. I won't do it. If I'm they try it in this state, I, I, I will not do it. Now, the, the interesting question will be, I may or may not have to travel to one of these states sometime soon. Will I do it in a place that I travel to? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But let's say my governor here in Montana decides to pass or decides to make a similar order that they're doing in all these other states. I'm not doing it. Sorry, cops are going to have to ticket me. Yeah. Um, I'll be more sympathetic to private business owners if private business wants to boot me out of their property because I'm not... All right, I mean, that's lame, but listen, it's your property. If the state is going to come and ticket me for wearing a mask where I'm not violating anyone's rights, uh, fuck off. I guess you're going to have to write me a ticket and I'm not going to pay a damn thing. This is probably unconstitutional in some way also... Well, if some if they're going to do it to me, I guess I'll challenge it. Any lawyers in the audience who want to <laughs> who want to take a stand on the mask issue, maybe we'll have an opportunity. I don't think it's going to happen in my state though, and I'd be surprised if it happens in yours. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mandatory gotta... in Washington now though. You better hope you don't have to go to Spokane. We'll oh, I never you. have to go to Spokane, but I do sometimes anyway. 
Um, all right, let's get through these super chats because yep. I've been away from the baby for too long and I miss right. her. I miss we have her. a few over on uh, DLive. Uh, ETC has a chain here. Uh, sadly, Tim Pool has showed us just how much politics you need to consume for everyone to change their mind. Trust the plan. Uh, I'm not sure I understand. What, uh... Maybe like he reaches breaking point. That's what Maybe, yeah. Well, we'll see. Once Tim Pool votes Trump, we'll know the world has, has <laughs> truly flipped. Silosopher also, thanks for supporting the show. Much appreciated. Uh, St. Trilby, did you all see Tim Pool's rant? No, but we talked about it and I've heard about it. I think I'm going to watch it after this. Yeah, I'll, I'll link you to it later. It's, uh, it's worth watching. JM, the commies will fail again and go quiet again while we get lax. When they go quiet this time, we can't stop. They need to be purged. I'm with you. <laughs> McCarthy did nothing wrong. McCarthy was right. Yeah. Uh, Fook and Google, fool me once. I can't read these. These are terrible. Oh. <laughs> Vesuvius, congrats, Blonde. You've mentioned your anger at feminists for ruining motherhood. I agree completely. How do you push back against the baby hate? You get married and you have babies. Have babies when you're young so that you can have more. Because I have one and I would love to have like five, but I'll be lucky if I can have three kids because I'm 32. So Lars and Rune, uh, check out Parlor and Library. Uh, okay. Long Dong John says, I think we can all agree the whole Atlanta situation could have been prevented if Rayshard simply jogged to Wendy. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. Uh, Dax. I'll never get tired of the jogger jokes I know, now, it's so man. good. Dax77M1. A big donation. Thank you. And it has an emoji in it that I can't quite make out. I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, Thank you. It looks maybe... Oh yeah! Skateboarding. If you, if you if you go over it, it's animated. Actually, it looks like a it looks like some creature riding a firework. Maybe it's a Fourth of July uh-huh. kind of thing. Ch says, please correct atheism is unstoppable. The clips are not magazines. I don't care if he's joking. He needs to be stopped. <laughs> Hashtag some jokes you just don't make. Don't well, make we can't them. go after him because we've already smeared him on this show. Yeah, we we've smeared him. Yeah, we've already times. been unfair unfairly. To him. Uh, Remy Foster, I think anti left the anti left needs organization and a unified goal. Would y'all ever consider leading a conference between prominent YouTubers or thinkers? I don't know. I just had a baby, not for 15 years. <laughs> um, I don't, it's, it's, that's, that's, I'm going to like this because, but that's really not my jam. Like conference, yeah, organizing you. conferences, participating in conferences. Uh, not that, not that I don't think people who want to do that shouldn't, but honestly, I'd probably be more inclined to run for local office and try to influence things here in my hometown than I would to, because I just like, what's the, let's say uh, I organized, like, I don't know, all all of us in this realm to go meet at a, you know, a holiday Inn in Phoenix. And we talk about the same stuff that we would just be talking about on YouTube. That seems actually less effective to me because we'd probably reach more eyes and ears by staying at home and making videos. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I understand where you're coming from. I, I do agree that we probably need more, organization and more leadership so i'm not i'm not dismissing your point i just um that probably would not be the route that i would that i would take to do it jl says my county enacted mandatory mask wearing so i bought a raccoon furry mask and i've been wearing it in public not a furry just wanted to weird people out and it's more or less a form of press protest sure the raccoon mask has a tongue sticking out and all it's definitely a form of fetish mask. I got an elephant one too. i wonder i kind of wonder how much you could get away with that is to say how much mask is actually necessary? I don't know. Can you wear the thong equivalent of a mask and have it still count? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to do one more and I hear the baby crying, so I'm going to have to go. Um, okay. NPC Broadcasting. Blonde, how do we form a new mom support group in North Idaho? He asked Carl is brown and gay. I don't know. <laughs> I probably could work that around because I do hang out with a lot of already with a lot of new moms. So 
But anyway, I'm sorry I have to duck out early. I can hear my baby screaming downstairs, and I'm sure my husband is overwhelmed, and I she needs a boob in her face right now. So. <laughs> All right. I will, I'll get through the rest of these, and we will catch up on Sunday. Thank you thanks, so much, you guys. Thanks for patience, guys. Bye, guys. Uh, and I'll round out the show here. Get the duplicate version of me off the screen. Hold on. Uh, left off with Mike Bob. Even Formula One is infected with racism BS. Lewis Hamilton, a black driver, is talking BLM rubbish. He's paid 50 million pounds a year. He is famous for firing his private pilot for using uh, the on-plane toilet. Well, they're going to infect literally everything. I don't know anything about Formula One racing, but they're coming for everything for sure. Blackwing02, Matt and I once made love. The thunder rolled and the lightning struck. If you know what I mean, I have no idea. Simo Simo Haya says I took out countless Soviets and you jerks uh, let all my hard work go to waste go back to skiing with Norman Rockwell JFK Theodore Roosevelt and Jesus in YouTube heaven Uh, I don't know the reference of the person this must be if it's someone who took out countless Soviets was this a German or the name yeah the name looks kind of German I guess or kind of Japanese I don't know but I'm assuming that's a World War II reference excuse my ignorance please uh, Brian Scan- Scanlon says, uh, I'm planning on moving to Montana next year. Colorado is getting overrun. Looking into land lots to build in. Recommendations, Butte, Helena, or Missoula. Love the show. Avoid. I would avoid Helena and Missoula. Missoula is the Portland of Montana. And I say that, you know, I'd rather live in Montana, including Missoula, than most other states. But Missoula would be low on my list. Helena is the state capital and really only exists because it's the state capital and is therefore filled with a lot of uh, politicians from places like Missoula, who also would not be my pick. Uh, Butte, is, Butte is fine. I've not spent that much time in Butte. It has a long, like, Irish Democrat history. But out of these three, it might be my pick. Uh, I would say I love living, living in Bozeman and, and Big Sky. That's my favorite spot. It's the writings on the wall here. They're all moving in. They're all going to ruin this place. So I would say... If you haven't considered it, consider Billings. Billings is more reliably uh, conservative, and uh, you can get a similar quality of life to I mean, all the great places to live in the state at a much lower price point. You can get a you can get a nice house in Billings for not very much money. High quality of life, more reliably conservative. Lots of uh, and and Billings is the the biggest city in the state too, so there's plenty of opportunity and things to do. Good luck though, and congrats on uh, your decision. <clears throat> Disturbed. 2K7 says, sorry, I'm losing my voice at the end of the show. Baca is a Sephardic Jewish name, my family's namesake. We fled here from the Inquisition, but some look white, so we deal with a lot of racism. It is a wealthy family down south. Interesting. That might be the the origin. Let's see. Uh, Ayothair Mord... I can't even pronounce this one. Mordred Shirk Media. Seeing these idiots... uh, Create Chaz, it's like a kid putting a fork in a light socket. You just let them do it and laugh hysterically. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm I more in favor of letting this place fail, and I'm kind of glad that, that Trump took that approach. Royal Wind says, I think the 19 civil rights, 1964 Civil Rights Act violated the First Amendment freedom of association, freedom of association, and freedom from association. Conservatives are too scared to even mention that. I I agree. We're we're referencing this on Sunday. Um, I I think that the the Civil Rights Act, as it applies to private business and compels private people to associate or not associate or provide their labor against their will, 
all of those things I find not just constitutionally a problem, but morally a problem. And that's not to say that I think you should discriminate against people based on their immutable characteristics. But I, I just don't think that there's any moral right or any legal right to compel people to associate or provide their labor. But that's the world we live in. Matthew Rowley says, as you know, I'm a fan of the NFL, but I won't watch anymore. Also, one side has stopped using their words. We can't watch destruction and then say it's talk. I, I agree that if you're defending property, I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, I think the question is, is it, is it the federal government's role to protect, say, Albuquerque, New Mexico property would be a question, for example. Or is it my role in Montana? But for those people, if you want to stand armed guard, uh, stand on armed guard at, uh, at statues or other property that's under threat in your community, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I think that that is defensive, not offensive. And so I, I, I would support that. And yeah, we'll see how the NFL goes this fall. My hopes are not high, and I wonder uh, if I'll be able to last the entire season. We'll see how we'll see how insufferable it is. Jason Bolte says, "I don't think we have enough helicopters. <laughs> we'll need we'll need some for sure, I guess." James says, "You get the wisdom from God anytime you like. It's called the Bible. Romans is a great book to read. Love you too. That's true. There's plenty of publication on it. I guess what I'm saying is more like communication." But, you know, some people do view reading the Bible in that way as a form of uh, communication as opposed to just one person speaking to you. But I'm saying if it was possible to have an interactive conversation whereby I could, I could ask a question and have it answered, um, that, that's what I'm thinking. But maybe that's possible. I don't know. I'm continuing down this journey. You know, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Holden Mulray says, uh, Chazism works. It's just, it just hasn't been properly implemented. One of these times they're going to get it right for sure. Uh, let's see. I think we're, I think we're about done or maybe just a couple more. JML says King Koopa, <clears throat> King Koopa, the clown is wearing masks in North Carolina by making businesses enforce it. Then cops are called if you don't leave. Oh, great. We'll see how this goes. Nope, nope, says a uh, Finnish sniper named the, the White Death, deadliest sniper in history. Oh, that's the guy. That's right. Okay. So he's the one who sniped the uh, Soviets. Was he deadlier than uh, Vasily Zaitsev, the uh, Soviet guy? Uh, he must be, I guess. I'll take your word for it. But that's pretty impressive if he has more, more confirmed kills. Uh, I'll have to look him up. I think we're good over on YouTube. Yeah, we're good over on YouTube. Let me check on Streamlabs, and we'll call it a night, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for being patient with uh, with Blonde's availability. Um, just a couple on Streamlabs. Aaron M says, "Hey from Canada, have you noticed that the left is now even ruining period dramas, shows like Outlanders or Outlander, and films like the new Emma by Jane Austen? Adaptations uh, adaptation comes to mind. It's so sad and annoying. These are my only escapes from leftist propaganda. Yeah, that's the thing. There is no, there is no more escape. Every piece of entertainment, every piece, uh, ever, everything that was formerly apolitical will become political. Uh, so buckle up. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a hell of a, hell of a time. Ranting Monkey says, uh, "Got a Biden ad. I'm glad to see he's supporting the show. I enjoy your work. Thanks for what you do." Well, thank you, and um, and uh, I know that you've got a great channel yourself, Ranting Monkey. If people want to check that out, and uh, appreciate uh, the interaction on Twitter. I know you're hanging out sometimes too. So thanks for coming over, and thanks for supporting the show. Just like uh, just like Joe Biden. Uh, anyway, uh, that'll be a wrap on tonight's stream. So, uh, so thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, again, thanks for putting up with Blonde's availability. We're trying to figure out how to manage everything. 
with the kid and uh, how to keep the show rolling in the best way possible. So we appreciate your patience with that. And of course, we'll be back on Sunday. I usually like to tease what we're going to talk about, but the news is so insane lately that I have no idea what's going to happen between now and then. I definitely want to catch up on what's going on with this Wisconsin story. Uh, I, I want to talk about this story in Oregon where the face masks in one particular county are enforced only for certain races. Uh, among other things, we'll see what happens, and we'll catch you Sunday. Have a good night.